0: Hey guys, it's your host Julian. This week I sit down with my two podcasting brothers, Mr. Brandon Jones from the Animation Destination podcast and Ty Longworth from the Whiskey Lodian podcast. We're chatting anything and everything, Avatar The Last Airbender season one. You guys voted this one as a series you wanted to see us cover, and we go pretty in depth. Now, this was my first time watching this series, and I had an absolute blast with it. Brandon and Ty both are super fans when it comes to this, so you're going to get a very very articulate perspective from those two gentlemen and then you're gonna get a novice perspective from me but I, like I said I enjoyed the hell out of this series. That was your reminder if you have not watched this series turn back now because spoilers spoilers spoilers. Last little bit of house cleaning before we roll into this episode. If you like this show man make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also Ty and Brandon both run their own podcast Animation Destination and Whiskey lodian Podcast. In case you guys are in a generous mood, make sure you give us all a five-star rating and a review. It helps us out tremendously. And without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to What's in My Head Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. And today I'm joined by Animation host Brandon and Ty from Whiskey Lodeon. Ty, Brandon, how are you, sir? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? Fantastic, man. I'm talking you guys' favorite show. Now, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, I'll be honest, uh, I'm not driving this show at all. It's going to be these (laughs) gentlemen right here, because today we are talking about Avatar The Last Airbender Season 1. This show dropped, what's that, 18 years ago now? And I got to say, I missed this train in its entirety, right? Uh, So, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, these gentlemen right here. Ladies and gentlemen, these gentlemen right here. I'm probably going to cut this part out. Uh, But uh, first thoughts when you think about this. It debuts February 21st, 2005, created by Michael Dante DiMartino. And Brian, you guys helped me out. Konyetsko. Konyetsko. I was so close, man. Uh, (laughs) And I got to say, at first, I was definitely just put off by it because I kept hearing the hype about it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And then when so many people start saying it's so good, it's so good, it's so good, I start looking at it a little bit more. But then I take you guys' two recommendations, and both of you said – it's the best show ever so i had to give it a shot uh only on season one so i can't say it's the best show ever because samurai jack still holds that place uh Mm -hmm. but strong 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 first season man so first off brandon where were you february 21st 2005 when this show starts i was living in
1: an apartment with my two roommates uh when this thing first broadcast i was uh, you know, just I had a regular factory job. I think I was uh doing a checkboard in a check printing plant, um, and you know, just watching cartoons like I always do, even in my adult adult years. You know, I never mm-hmm. grew out of it. And uh, this new Nickelodeon show that looks like nothing Nickelodeon has ever put out is coming out, and I'm like, I'll give this a shot. And I watched the first episode and liked it pretty well. I was like, that's pretty fun. I'll I'll continue watching this. There was it wasn't anything that like blew me out of the water but Mm -hmm. i was like this is fun humorous the humor is really good i like the soccer dude he's fun um you know and uh it it it, the humor hit right you know it wasn't like it wasn't like too kitty like it had some like good you know some good natured humor in it and stuff and uh as as it just went along i was like oh man this is this is a dope show (laughs) like this is a really (laughs) awesome show so you know just just good stuff good stuff so uh, but that's where I was. I was I was I was an adult, full on adult when I, this was not a, a nostalgia trip for a kid at all. This was, you know, I had already developed my frontal lobe at this point. So, you
0: know, <laughs> You're the guy that hasn't developed uh, his frontal lobe just yet. Ty, where were you? February <laughs> 21st, 2005. <2005? laughs>
2: I was in high school. Uh mm. And I, this is around the time that I was becoming anime curious. Mm-hmm. So it was very much, I, I was in a watching all the anime they were showing there Outlaw Star, Tenchi Muyo. Yes. Uh, so here was Nickelodeon, a network I loved growing up with, who now had their own anime. Um, and I loved it. Like it was just, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. And it was the first Nick show that I felt like wasn't geared just towards kids if that makes mm. sense like it's one of things that are like oh sh- I-, I have to think about stuff now <laughs> yeah. are my parents wrong <laughs> they were wrong
0: that's fantastic man just, like i said um, yeah. yeah go ahead go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off or you no, I,
2: I was just wrapping up i was saying and i loved it
0: yeah man yeah. uh i if i can think of one thing to really say i really wish i could go back in time and watch this as a kid i think <clears throat> excuse me i think that's a mark of something that's very very good when you kind of feel like fuck man i missed out on this um you know all of my friends were talking about this you know ty and i are roughly the same age i think we're exactly the same age i'll be 34 in august um you know so I we were going through
2: 35 so just a year You are
0: old as fuck bro dang no i'm just kidding i wasn't working uh, in a
2: factory in 2005
0: Way to throw Brandon under the bus. I like it. He woke up and chose almost, violence this morning. Dude, I can't argue.
1: I'm almost the 4-0. It's almost there. That's man. 39. That's some, so.
0: that's some Fire Nation shit there, Ty. So much for being water, my friend. Uh, Bruce Lee right. Bruce Lee quote. Uh, But nonetheless, right. man, like I said, I really wish that I could have went back and watched this one as a kid so I can do the same thing that I've done with Samurai Jack. I watched Samurai Jack as a kid completely blown away. Still couldn't appreciate it as 12. I'm I'm so sorry for saying that for the thousandth time. I could not appreciate Samurai Jack at 12 like I can at Mm -hmm. 34 when I watched it again for probably the first, Mm -hmm. maybe second time since, I you know, in my adult years. You know, but seeing this one, Avatar Last Anderbender Season 1 as an adult, I think I can appreciate it a lot more because I picked up on so many things, you know, from the character development with uh, Uncle Iroh and just Zuko, which I absolutely love. I love the playfulness, you know, rest in peace, Mako, Um, and just the the whimsical nature of all of these characters. If I can say anything about this show, it's the the it's so story driven, but it's driven through these characters. These you fall in love with these characters fairly quickly. You know, I was along the same lines as you. The first episode did not sell me. The second one, I was starting to be like, "Ah, all right, I'm getting a couple laughs and chuckles here and there from, you know, and it wasn't until like the insertion of Zuko. And I'm like, dude, I really like this guy because I can kind of understand you see enough shows you can kind of understand where it's going to go with him. Mm -hmm. You know, you once they start explaining all of this troubled backstory with him, you start to be like, oh, fuck, I really like this guy, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and just the the world building was beautiful. Just the mm-hmm. different nations, the the colors that they chose, the animation mm-hmm. style I thought was really cool. And you guys say it gets even better in book two and three, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but where do you guys want to start, man? Dealer's Choice, uh, where do we start? Do we start characters? Do we start world building? Do we start nations? What do you guys want to do first? I think the
1: world is really where, because that's really what kept me in it. Like, Because mm-hmm. uh, the characters develop over time and be, and really grip you, because they're very... Uh, not, not shallow, but very typical in a way hangs mm-hmm. the, you know, you know, the airy protagonist, the, uh, kind of a village idiot, but not really, you know? yeah. um, you know, Sokka is the village idiot that become, you know, that grows. And then you got the, you know, the strong, you know, heart, you know, the, the hearty, you know, motherly female character Katara, um, and Zuko is, you know, he he's your 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 villain with a with a past and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the world build is what really drew drew me into it at first because you had all these martial artists, you know, like all these like the idea of like the magic that works in this world. It's like it's a great magic rule that it's not just magic. It's like you can't just like throw fire. You have to do it as a martial art you have to breathe it properly you have to have your stance you have you have your root you have to fight you know throw the fire like the way that you can you can't just move water like telekinesis you have to Mm -hmm. flow it through like tai chi and stuff and um i I think that's brilliant the way that they actually got real martial artists uh i think his name was uh, uh sifu kisu uh who actually did yeah, all the poses yeah he did all the all the martial arts for it they they drew all the freaking you know uh motions for it and everything um and they're all based on actual martial arts each nation has an actual martial art based on it which is great you know water bending is tai chi um uh fire bending is northern shaolin etc cetera, etc cetera. i can't remember the other two off the top of my head but
2: I um, think fire was uh taekwondo.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then so. Earth was Hungar. Yeah. Yeah. Hungar. Yeah. Hungar was, was, Earth? was Earth, yeah. Air was Hungar. um uh, Oh air, uh, sorry. Air was um uh shoot. Forgot what air was. Um but uh yeah, it's it's great. it's just it's it's a lot of fun that, that you you have these different styles. it's fun because like fire and air are the two from did you ever watch the one with Jet Li?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, the two fighting styles that he fights, where he fights really? himself, that's that's fire and air. That's literally the same two uh, fight styles. So um, it's so. Go back and the, watch that. Yeah. So basically, when when Ang is fighting Zuko, it's it's the two it's the two uh um uh, uh dudes, it's two jetlies fighting each other. So
2: I fun. I'm wrong. Fire bending yeah. is actually Shaolin kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Northern Airbending Shaolin. Is uh, Balje. Yeah. Yeah. Zhang or whatever
1: it's. Bagajang, oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I wonder if they took any I wonder if they took any fight sequences from the one. I want to say that was roughly out around the same time. I wonder if they took any stances or not stances, but any fight sequences that they might have had in that movie and put it in the cartoon.
1: Possibly, possibly entirely, because um, it's cool because Northern Shaolin is about straight lines. It's about, you Mm -hmm. know, direct, you know, keeping your route, taking a direct shot at your opponent. You see that in the Agni Kai duels that they have. And airbending, uh, is, is about fluid movements and circular movements and you flow around your opponent and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see in the way that they, they, they do the, the training for it and I love it. So it's awesome. So, uh, I, I immediately was drawn towards the idea that you had, you know, these different nations that were, you know, all inspired by, uh, Chinese and, uh, Inuit, um, you know things, so yeah. Uh, there, there's a misconception that everybody seems to get wrong when they talk about this show is that the Fire Nation is based off of Japan. And it's like, no, it's not no. not even not even close. It's like that the only Japanese in this is Kiyoshi Island, the tiny island nation where everyone's named from a Japanese name is Japan. <laughs> Like, but they don't. You know, it's just, yeah, whatever. It, not everyone's a history buff. I get it. It's not. That's only for nerds to know. So, you know,
0: like, nerds. Nerds. Hi. Yeah. What is this? Uh, how, how do you feel about the? I, see, this is why I like talking with you guys because Brandon, you might be the one of the smartest people when it comes to animation, but now you're you're over here flexing on us with your martial art knowledge. No, 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 your your mental recall, I, not on just this show because it's your favorite show, but on everything <laughs> that I listen to on your podcast is unfucking believable. I wish I had your brain sometimes, man. I, dude,
1: I I don't know. I I just I retain the dumbest things. It's why you know. That's why I barely passed high school. I can't retain oh, any too. kind of. I I can't <laughs> you know, I quotes. can't maintain I can't maintain any of my math tables, my multiplication tables. Couldn't remember any of them. But You've got you're just Sherlock Holmes. You're not yeah,
2: retaining but, useless information.
1: But this crap, I'm just like, oh yeah, friggin' the. Did you know that Dante Bosco was Rufio? And yeah, you know it's like it's ridiculous, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous stuff but uh but yeah fun fact Dante Bosco who plays Zuko was Rufio in Hook so there you go there's a little bit of trivia uh, <laughs> so your favorite character was in Hook go back and watch it if you remember that that movie at all
0: um, absolutely it's a great movie man so Ty what about you man what did you find so fascinating about the world building
2: so I I was in martial arts as a younger kid so the martial arts was very much a drawing point for me Mm-hmm. But I also really loved because I I grew up in a very small, secluded area of North Carolina. And and so be able to basically see what I have visualized other Asian countries being like and then mm-hmm. seen it portrayed in a very almost faithful adaptation. Like it wasn't just a one for one equal, but they they paid homage to the spirit. So like mm-hmm. I actually lived in Alaska for a couple of years. So I got Ooh. to meet the Inuit tribes. Nice. And and just seeing how that was reflected, mm-hmm. and you had the the standard characterization that you saw, but underneath it all, there was something more subtle. So you have mm-hmm. Aang, who was the airheaded, aloof protagonist, but he also was the hero who didn't want the responsibility, mm-hmm. who had the responsibility thrust on him. Yeah. You have Sokka, who is the uh, headstrong, goofy, but wants to be taken seriously and a little chauvinistic. But in the end, he recognizes strength no matter who it's from mm-hmm. and can respect that. Yeah. Uh, you have Katara who is the the sibling who is the prodigy or protege, the one who is more gifted, the one who takes responsibility for taking care, but also harbors a lot of resentment and anger from her loss. But mm-hmm. like, there's just so much more depth to the characterizations than just mm-hmm. the standard hey, here are the tropes that they're going to kind of fall in line with. Yeah. Um, I mean, you even have Zuko, who starts off with actually, fun fact, uh, Zuko was not created originally to be the antagonist. Originally, it was supposed to be the Fire Lord going after these kids. Mm -hmm. But the president of Nickelodeon of the animation side was like, hey, so – let's not do that. It's going to be mm. weird to have an adult going after kids the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then also, if it's Fire Lord, why is he not ruling his nation? Mm-hmm. So they created Zuko. Uh, and originally, they were going to have another adult, but they're like, no, we need another kid to go after these kids. And yeah. that's where they created Zuko. Yeah. Uh, and so you have a person who is wanting honor for his father because he's banished, but it's it's more like he never got the validation from his father, so now he's fighting because he's never learned how to validate himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. I, I believe uh Zhao was the first design villain that they came up with. Was yeah, was gonna be Zhao, and uh, you know that was uh, so it was great to see him in it because um, he's a great foil for both the heroes and our main villain. There, there, he's foiling both of their plans, which is a lot of fun to to watch. So. Um, but yeah, the 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 characterization in this is so strong. It's so like because again, like they give you like your basic outline of what they are, and then you just peel them back like an onion. Mm-hmm. Everybody is more interesting when they when you start diving into it. When, like you said, like when you learn that Aang ran away, that he didn't want the responsibility of of being the avatar. He just wanted to be a kid and he harbors this um anxiety inside him that he, you know didn't stop the war when it first happened, even though he, you know, he was a kid at the time. He couldn't have, but, um, you know, just he, he harbors this guilt uh, that, that, that weighs him down. And then you have, you know, Zuko who just, God, just all the layers of Zuko is just oh, insane. Yeah. And it, it gets, it gets, it gets even better. Like you think like, you think like when, when like you think like you've got Zuko figured out, just more layers keep happening. It's so good. Uh, can't wait for you to experience that. But, um, oh, no, and, I mean, me, and, <clears throat> me neither. Yeah. And, and all of that, um, you know, we mentioned, uh, Konietzko and Martinez as, as the, mm-hmm. as the creators, uh, Aaron Ahas is the main character writer. He's the head writer of the show. Um, and he, uh, is the, the main reason that these characters are so fleshed out as they are, as they go along. This dude, he loves doing characters. He, he wrote the dragon prince, um, So if anybody has watched Dragon Prince, it's why I jumped on it and why I tell everybody to just get past the animation. I know it's not great, but <laughs> the characters are fantastic in this show because they're written by the guy who wrote the characters in Avatar. And um, and that usually gets them on and they start to realize like, oh, yeah, these are great characters. And it it really uh, punches it up. I, I need season five to be good, though, of, of uh, Dragon Prince. okay Yeah. Yeah, he's, hold, so, he's holding he's holding on by love, a thread, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure season five's good. I am. <laughs> season four was real bad, and I, I need <laughs> season five to be good, or I'm dropping that show and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> oh man.
2: Now I love I love the main characters, but I also love how they put a lot of thought and depth into the side characters that we meet. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, Julian, this being your first time watching season one, who are some of the standout side piece uh side characters that you just kind of fell in love with or just was blown away by yeah
0: does resonated does Does uncle iroh count as a side character or is he a main character
1: no no main character absolutely main. he,
0: he <laughs> but, becomes a more character so it, someone
1: you it, might it,
2: see for an episode maybe
1: but, two yeah the the fact that you gravitated towards uncle Iroh is no surprise so you know that's perfect <laughs> but, but it's the same it's the same
0: <laughs> thing as like when you look at the Avengers right the first Avengers yeah. movie why does the Hulk work so well because he's right. not in the movie you see him for all yeah. of like 36 seconds so when i think of Uncle iroh he he is a main character but i see him as a side character but i'll take him off of the table though
2: so so um, let me rephrase my question for the one-off characters because mm-hmm. that's who i also fell in love with like you would get these individual characters who are like oh i wish they would go further i wish there was more episodes with them mm-hmm. but you only yeah. get like one episode maybe two yeah
0: Okay, so with that stipulation in there, um, I don't know his name, but he is the waterbending master. Um in that dude was so cool because like right off the bat when when I saw just how hard he was going against Katara, and then he was talking about you know the women not being able to waterbend in his tribe, it was custom. And then you hear uh well, you see her. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched this show, I mean, I just watched for the first time, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, 13 year old, spoiler alert, or 15, 18 uh, year old, <laughs> I don't know how to do math. 18. More uh, than
2: a decade of spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> yeah, more than a decade, spoiler alert. But, you know, you kind of figure it out because, like I said, once you've seen any kind of really in depth show, you can kind of see, you can draw the parallels to everything else. You're going to point it out like, ah, you know, his, his daughter, his mom, or whatever it was, her grandmother uh, was going to be with this guy. But just seeing him, from such a hard ass soften his stance on letting women uh you know enter the tribe and be a waterbender as far as a fighter goes. I just thought he was very I would have liked to see more of him. You know, I'd like to see, you know, a couple episodes maybe uh, you know, fleshing out like why her grandmother left or, you know, seeing him young and then seeing him kind of progress through waterbending. He yeah. was really, really cool. I liked him. Now, is this question go for somebody I don't like, but I thought was a pretty good sure jet yeah i think it was not well like done. jet yeah mm-hmm. jet i did not like jet at all i thought he was a dick and going back to yep. your hook thing this is exactly what it reminded it reminded me of hook but if hook was bad or all the all the um what was it the you lost mean boys peter
2: Pan. the Lost Boys. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah if the lost boys if they were all bad well i kind of look at jet as peter pan um you know but it, it's it's i just i liked him but i i like to hate him more than i liked I like to like him if that makes any sense. I'm sounding like Delilah sure. from Hey Arnold. Um, <laughs> but I, I, like I said, it's just him in particular. He was such a good villain for just like one, maybe two episodes that mm-hmm. I thought it was like, dude, this is really cool if they could do this with every one-off episode. And the other guy I think about is the uh, the Mad King for the Earth Kingdom that was Aang's friend when he was Boomy. growing up. Boomy. Yeah, he was so cool. But I like Momo, even though Momo's a, 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 a fucking main character, but he doesn't really get anything. I like Momo a lot. I think he's so fun. Momo's, Momo's so, great. Yeah, he's Momo's, such a cool character.
1: Momo's great. Yeah, Bo- Boomy's a top tier. Uh, Jet's great for like his one appearance mm-hmm. and stuff. He's a definitely a Peter Pan Lost boys rip off, I think. Um, but they make I them actually properly scummy. So,
2: yeah. I, what I really love about this is that the show did a really good job of of not being lazy. What I was saying, hey, mm-hmm. good guys, bad guys. They mm-hmm. literally show the effects of war. Mm-hmm, so, here yeah. are people, these are refugees that are trying to fight back, take back their nation. So, you want to yeah. root for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you realize, oh shit, their traumatized ass is also not healthy.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you you kind of learn not to take sides in a war because you realize Mm -hmm. both sides are fighting for something. Yeah. That not everyone in the Fire Nation is bad. Yeah. Not everyone in the Earth Nation is good. Yeah. Not every person trying to fight the good fight. Is doing it for the right reasons.
0: There's a lot of gray in this show. It's like it's that old adage. It's like you see somebody steal something and you don't know why they steal it. Is it wrong? Yeah, Mm -hmm. stealing is wrong. And then you find out that that person is stealing that piece of bread like Aladdin. He's stealing that piece of bread because Mm -hmm. he's got those orphan kids that he's given half that bread to or all that bread to. And you're like, oh, shit, he's not a bad dude. He's just doing anything he can to survive. And he's helping people by by stealing, you know. So is he really a bad person or is he a good person? Well, he's got bad tendencies, right. but he's a good person. So he's gray, you know.
3: Yeah.
1: I I even love that with with Master Paku because they don't like outwardly, you know, they they, they, they give you the idea that what he's doing is like, you know, he's he's in the wrong for not letting Katara train, but like mm-hmm. they don't outwardly just insult the custom idea of it because it's like it's rooted in the idea that, you know, women are to be protected in this tribe like they heal they're not to be mm-hmm. on the front lines and fight. But then it it also erases choice from them, which is not you know, which is not great at all. So you know, it, it they give you those gray areas. They don't just outwardly tell you exactly why something is, and they even have to uh, abide it, like the like ang you know ang's about to like walk away and qatar as much as she hates the guy is like no you have to like don't worry about me like you need to learn yeah. water bending. you can't like just let this jackass dictate how this happens yeah. like i'll i'll be fine don't worry about it so you know it's like even she in her anger is willing to make that sacrifice to not learn mm. under this master um until she just gets pissed
0: off and kicks his ass or, or well fight, oh, that fights him doesn't so kick his ass great. but fights him that was such fight. a cool. Uh, it was such a cool fight, and I'm, I know we'll talk about it when we get to the episodes. But oh, that man. whole sequence
3: mm-hmm. was
0: so fucked. Like I got goosebumps yeah. right now thinking about it. That one yeah. goes down. I mean, there's a couple fight sequences in here that I absolutely love, but that one goes down. Top two. I mean, you know, when you start getting uh, to the, the two parter for the season finale, um, mm-hmm. that whole fight sequence was dope as shit. I mean. Yeah. Uh, does a blue spirit count as a side character? Because I thought he was really cool. Dude, though, you know, it's, I, spoiler to Zuko. I will allow blue spirit
1: to be a side character, yes.
0: <laughs> he He, is ah, a he was so badass. He, he was he so fucking
1: a... cool. Yeah. That mask oh. was so dope, man. Man, I love love when Zhao notices the long swords in the, yes. in the in his room, and he just has this pissed off look on his face, like I am going to murder <laughs> this kid,
0: like, this, this little shit. How dare he!
1: Uh, don't let so me good. forget
0: him because I, I there's something. Let me write it down so I don't forget. Um, yeah. But it, it's there's a scene at the end, and I'll save it for the uh for when we get to the episode. But there's a scene when him and um Zuko are fighting that I wanted to talk about, so hopefully, yeah, we can remember absolutely. that. Uh, Zuko. Abs- absolutely, yeah, you can always because there was just a look in there that I thought was. Yeah, Uh, that I I think most people overlook like if you blink, it's gone. You really got to be paying. This is one of those just like usually (laughs) when I watch a show and I knew specifically when i was going to talk to you guys that I wanted to make sure like I only watched one episode a night. That's why it took me. So it took me, you know, it's 20 episodes. So it took me right at three weeks to finish it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because what I've noticed is if I burn through something, I can't remember all the nuances, all the little things, all the glances or nods or just the body language for these characters. But if I watch one episode a night I can Mm. retain so much more. I feel like I'm a kid again. I can retain so much more. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's better in a sense because it's not just shooting from the hip with all of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's 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 why the streaming sites need to abandon the binge model. I think personally, mm-hmm. um, and I I consume things much better when it's week to week. That might just be the old man in me that watched week to week content, you know, on on television <laughs> in its time slot where it belonged, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's just sort of like you know, I, I I love the demand the on demand, but like just the idea of like like watching you know Primal or or as mm-hmm. you know Gendy's new show Unicorn or Eternal, so fun like it's such it, it's nice because like i just get to watch one episode a week two in the <laughs> first week but you know one episode per week mm-hmm. i get to consume it i can re-watch it at some point and revisit some parts that like oh that was a cool part i'll go watch that yeah and it just like you get to it gives you time
2: more. to digest it
1: mm-hmm. exactly exactly you can absorb so much more and i love that so so i like that you were able to kind of do that from from week to week i think it it, it works so much more i we should probably get to the episodes because I could spend two hours on each episode. <laughs> so even the Great Divide, which is saying a lot. So, you know,
0: in this well, before season. before we do that, man, uh, I'm going to turn that question around on both of you. Ty, we'll start with yeah. you first. Yeah. Side characters for you: who was your favorite and who was your least favorite?
2: I mean, I I love the complexity of Jets, mm-hmm. but I think. My favorite of season one is going to be Suki. Yeah, I really Which love is... how she she's the Kyoshi warrior that Saka finally. Episode from. four. Yep. Yeah.
0: dude, she's, she's so cute. badass. She is. Yeah, I she I is couldn't remember so her badass. name. Mm-hmm. So badass. Yeah. Super
2: so great. not only does she turn Saka's whole world upside down, but she also calls out when he's like trying to be respectful. She's like, "Look, mm-hmm. I, I wish I'd treat like a girl instead of a warrior when I should have been treating like a warrior." She goes, "Yeah, I am a warrior, but I'm also a girl." It's Mm -hmm. like, you should not just be treating someone because they're one thing or the other. Like, people are more than one thing. So I love how she was really the star of Sokka's redemption and to just learning to appreciate people for who they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also thought she she was just a badass fighter. Like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also, if I think about it, uh, I really, I'm trying to think
1: there's so many good ones it's hard to. there's so many one.
2: there are yeah. if i'm gonna pick one to love to hate it's gonna be admiral jay mm-hmm. i yeah. thought Jao. he was really yes. well done
1: yeah Jiao's great he's he's one of the best uh or he's he's one of the like really good like Villains. he's your good first villain season you know first season yeah. villain he's your first guy you know the the again he's an antagonist for both the villain and the heroes it, it, it's he's a lot such a
0: smug prick too just, a, and just you, an you get it. yeah he, <laughs>
2: but the fact is that he has the skill behind it to be that way
0: yeah yeah, yeah and to an extent zuko beat yeah. the shit out of him but, <laughs> eh, You know, but he's trained by I arrow mean, though you know he <laughs> didn't beat the
2: shit he he got he humiliated.
1: Yeah. He went up him. He got because him in he head. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He underestimated him. Definitely. I I I liked he 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 has that determination. Even if he doesn't have the skill, yes. he has that he has that grit, that determination to get things done. He's ruthless, you know. He has the uh,
2: tenacity to yeah. do his research. Yeah.
1: He's played by Malfoy from uh Harry Potter. So, you know, the the dad Really? So. yeah
0: Yep. Yeah, this Lucius Malfoy oh lucius malfoy okay yeah, i Lucy thought you were malfoy, talking not, draco i was about to no not yeah, this, sound like Draco. like
2: this kid played an adult <laughs> and, oh my gosh! <laughs> i was
0: like fuck dude he's got range i almost had <laughs> i almost had draco malfoy on my show um for the life really? of me i can't i think it's tom um
2: that's cool tom felton
1: tom felton yeah thank you
0: yeah. uh yeah it was yeah. uh during the heart of COVID. i reached out to his people and i was like <laughs> dude i'm gonna tell you right now i'm, I'm a i'm in house slytherin man Uh, You know, I I love Draco like Snape was always my favorite character in the books and in the movies because of Alan Rickman. Like when I started watching those movies, I'm like, fuck, dude, I love this character so much. And then, you know, Zuko is the same as 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 Draco. So misguided by hate, but it it really it really plays. And this is about Mm -hmm. as deep as I can get into it, because what I like about you guys analysis of the show is you can take like real world experiences and fold that into a cartoon. And it makes mm-hmm. me understand it, you know, easier. So you can kind of see why racism is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not yeah. one of those things you're born with. It's some of those things that you are like, it's born into not born into you. How do I say it? It's it's taught. It's put it. Yeah, it's taught. Thank you. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a perfect yeah. word. And it's the same yeah. thing with Zuko and with Draco hate is taught. Mm-hmm. And then you see that and you're like, Holy fuck. I can understand why this character is this way from such a young age if you're told you're stupid you're fat you're ugly you know yeah. you're consistently told that or you're consistently told that you should hate this person because how they yeah. look how they talk what they do it's like no fucking wonder there's a bunch of dipshits out there right no wonder there's a bunch yeah. of dummies out there that hate for no reason and then you start looking and i'm like yeah. damn this is how you build great characters this is how you enter strife into their lives and I, like yeah. I said, I think it's something special when you can sit there and see yourself in that character. Or you can see yourself possibly going down that road if you didn't have a good foundation around you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and-
2: Jason Isaacs is the actor, yes. by the way. Yeah.
1: Yes. Jason Isaacs. Uh, yeah, and, and Zhao is is that perfect. Like he's he's that dark side of Zuko too. You know, mm-hmm. he's that that drive, that determination that he has to find the Avatar and get his honor back and all that stuff. Like Zhao kind of embodies that part of him that's gonna, you know, that that's trying to take over. Whereas, you know, his iroh is his other you know that's the that's the half Mm it's like trying to like you have to find inner strength you don't need to search for strength outside of yourself and you know and and uh that that's that's of course for Zhao. you know it's always good to have a villain who's a foil you know that's that's, that's the best way to do it so um the fact that he's that representation of the fire nation unchecked and giving their imperial rule over over everything that's you know that's that's his role in the whole thing so you know, so, so much that he wants to take out the moon which is insane <laughs>
0: it's like he becomes Dude, crazy some, at the end <laughs> that's uh, who was that's some piccolo shit right there just yeah right that's, yeah, <laughs> that's some master
1: roshi level uh <laughs> you know like stuff uh but yeah yeah uh, well what just, about you brandon who were your favorite
2: to uh, love and hate
1: uh my oh i loved uh i loved june uh, June was the bounty hunter chick with the giant uh with the giant the uh, anteater looking thing. Ant eater thing. So yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, the sneefu or whatever it's called. Yeah, I loved her. Like like watching that back in the day, I was like, okay, I see who this is for. You know <laughs> this, this character's not for the kids. <laughs> this character's not for the kids. Played by Jennifer Hale. You know, it's like, okay, I see what you're doing. So uh yeah, loved her. Um, and I uh love um, I love Zhang Zhang. I love that episode. I love the deserter, um, uh, the the Firebending Master who who deserted the Fire Nation. Yeah. Love that character. Love that interaction. That's so much yeah. fun. And a, a great one to hate is uh, is George Takei's uh, character, the the Warden on the little oil yes. rig. Uh, on that he's, prison. he's a fun one yeah because he 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 pulls out his full george decay for that one and you know it's like yeah <laughs> he's, he's there to just get 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 wiped so it's it's a lot of fun so yeah those guys are great. beautiful yeah oh, and it, i love the arch. i love the archers in the blue spirit too they 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 were cool oh, i liked those guys yes. a lot they were cool so
0: dude any I, well Art in that is just that that episode in specific uh, or in particular. uh, It's just so cool what they did. When you sit back and you watch this, do you guys feel, excuse me, I need to get a cough button, whatever it is. Uh, Do you guys feel like this? it just never felt like it was 22 minutes. Like it felt like a lot longer than 22 minutes. Like what they put into mm-hmm. each story for each episode is, especially like once it got past episode five, like I, that's like mm-hmm. I said, once, once, uh, what, what was her name again, Ty? I'm horrible Suki. with names. Once you get to that episode, it's like that one. I'm like, oh fuck, this is so cool. And I, I'm so bummed. I'm hoping. Does she show up again or no? She does. She does. Suki does show up again in season two. Yes. Because the first thing I think of is like, I want to see her side story. Like, I want to see their entire village story. I want to see that because it's such a cool it's such a cool contrast to what you see later in the season where Katara is not allowed to waterbend because she's a female. I was like, they don't know them. They're mean. They'll beat the shit out of everybody (laughs) in the North Pole. Let them in. Right. So I I, I would love (laughs) to see a side story. I didn't mean to cut you off Mm time, but what were you about to say?
2: Well, I was going to say, because um, I know you wanted us to go into the episodes, and I mm-hmm. feel like the best way to go about it would be to go through our top five. Yeah. And then we can explain the episodes as I go before we do that or after uh, I would love to also have a talk of our favorite fight sequencing. Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, love that stuff. I know exactly which one I'm taking. So uh, where who do, who wants to go first? Let's do you want to go one to five or five to one?
2: five to one
0: five to one yeah. i think all five right to who wants to go, to go first all right we're doing episodes we're doing fight sequences we're doing episodes
1: episodes okay we'll do episodes yeah. um I can, I can go first i'm fine with going first um my number five episode uh is the southern air temple
3: um mm,
1: mm, mm. this this episode is where you know like the, the first two episodes are very introductory they're very like kid friendly and i'm like this is a fun kid show i enjoy this uh, episode 3 is where they go oh this show has genocide yeah. <laughs> and like literally show you the dead body of his old for old monk master you know it's just like yeah. oh oh okay all right Shit got real we're not <laughs> shying away from the fact that they murdered millions of people okay let's go and maybe hundreds of thousands i'm not sure but um but yeah it's like that like they're not shying away from the fact that he is the last they didn't disappear they didn't go to another plane of existence they were murdered systematically by an by an enemy nation you know and it's like that's crazy that they're doing that yes and at And at the same time, you learn about, and they always do this, they do this deliberately through the whole show, where Aang and Zuko's story mirror each other in every Mm -hmm. way. When they reveal something about Aang, they reveal something about Zuko. And in this one, they explain that how he got his scar, why he's hunting the Avatar, Um, you know, they don't reveal everything, but they give you the little bits like like he's hunting the avatar to regain his honor that's what he's doing because Zhao like deliberately says it to him you know Uh but we don't get the backstory yet but we get like the the gist of it and then you have the Agni Kai which is a great little scene and you know that's like a real real punchy uh, idea of like the martial arts in this world and stuff and like uh iroh explaining to him how the breathing works you have to breathe keep your root keep your keep Mm -hmm. your feet based so you can you know like just great stuff like that it's like like it's a fighting style it's not just magic you know it's a it's a style you have to to master so love that love that episode it's a good time
0: do you think that's why that zuko is so human is because Oh. They show the bad, but they also show the good with Ang. Do you think that was... Obviously, it was deliberate because oh. they did it in every episode.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because everybody loves a character with flaw and mm-hmm. and 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 a character that overcomes his flaws um and it takes some time but you know zuko gets there and you know it's a it's one of the best redemption arcs uh, out there and every redemption arc that's ever mentioned is always in animation at least is always compared to the zuko arc so you know for for this generation of people so um it's it's great it's good stuff and that was the start of it that's when you that's when you knew something more about him he was just kind of like this scarred angry angsty kid and then suddenly you have more to him and like oh you're gonna be rooting for this guy too I guess you know very interesting stuff from a Nickelodeon show.
0: Yeah he was very Nirvana for sure he was very grunge esque
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: what about you Ty number so, five
2: so so the Southern Air Tim was actually my number four.
0: Ooh nice Ooh. yeah,
2: yeah. Nice. so yeah. that was because it was very much that episode was very much when it showed no no no, no this Mm -hmm. this isn't just for kids yeah like this was the first time i was like oh shit they're they're gonna go hard on this okay Mm -hmm. uh my number five was the warriors of Kyoshi. ah nice Mm -hmm. i feel like because that was right after Mm -hmm. and i i feel like it was a really good follow-up because Mm -hmm. it it still it went back to a little bit more like hey we're gonna have a little bit of fun they're gonna try Mm -hmm. and water serve oh no there's actually a snake monster haha you can't get me Mm -hmm. um But then you're introduced to the warriors of Kyoshi, mm-hmm. all women warriors, and they're like, Hey, who took us? You're just a bunch of girls. We're the men. <laughs> we're <laughs> the men, bitch. And <laughs> and it was just this really beautiful story of, hey, our men left. So we're defending.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No one like there's no there's no discrimination of who wants to be a warrior mm-hmm. because this island's built in honor of the Avatar Kyoshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, fun fact, they're making a movie about. Yes, mm, they are. So that's going to be fun. Yep. Uh, so that just, it still brought about, it, it came back to the genocide because now you have these firebenders coming in to go after the Avatar mm-hmm. and you have these warriors having to fend for their village because it's being burned to the ground. Yeah. So that I feel like that was the perfect comeback where I was like, hey, we went a little heavy. Mm-hmm. We're now going to go ahead and, and come back, still be a little serious, but we'll have a little fun in the meantime, too.
1: Right. Give it a little lightness. It, it's the first time you kind of see the celebrity of Aang, too. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Because you get a little bit of that in the Water Tribe, in the Southern Water Tribe, but they don't really know the Avatar there. Uh, and in obviously in Kiyoshi Island, they, uh, their, their main resident was the two two avatars ago so they're you know they're well within the framework of like really admiring the avatar so you get a lot more of that as the season goes on so
0: yeah i I really like that episode (laughs) it was very this top five was very hard and all all of my Mm -hmm. five are extremely close to Mm -hmm. each other episode yeah that i picked um i loved i love that episode you picked ty it was it was very fun um, I've always been extremely fascinated with two, two sects of Japanese culture, sumo wrestlers and the samurai. And it, mm-hmm. you don't get too much sumo in this one, but I, I, it's like this, the samurai light in a sense, like instead mm-hmm. of blades and swords, yeah. they're using fans or whatever it's called. I don't want to call it the mm-hmm. wrong thing, but it's, that's what I think of. Um, yeah. you know, Bam. so yeah, the fight sequence, just, I loved getting uh, seeing uh, soccer get turned on his head and then you see that mental you see that moment where he goes man I just got bested obviously I look at women a lot differently now because she just beat my ass and the fact that they got him in a dress and fully donned up in gear I was like <laughs> yes slay queen this is great you know so I, I like I loved like I said I love the playfulness I love the seriousness I loved the fact Fun fact, not even really a fun fact. It's actually a sad fact. When you know World War II was going on, uh, who went to war? Men, men went to war. A lot of women weren't allowed, you know, uh, for the longest time to go on the front lines. You know, you had women doing mainly secretary jobs and stuff like that. They were, you know, I don't want to say out of the way in a bad thing because that's not what I'm doing. I'm not shitting on that. It's they were out of the way, uh, you know, because at that time it was men do this, women do this, right? So it was very divided. Everybody had their place. You know, whether it was good, bad or indifferent, you know, everybody had their place during that time. And then when you see the men not coming back, you know, and then you see this in the episode for me in particular, because I love learning and and reading more about World War II. But there's there was sex of villages all across the country, all across the world, excuse me, uh, and all of these different countries, including ours, where you would have people that the men just didn't come home. They Mm -hmm. were all slaughtered. You know, they all died at war. War is very messy. You know, Mm -hmm. so you see women assuming men's roles, right? A a lot of women for the first time had to go into the workforce because it was all hands on deck during World War II, man. We needed every person. They needed every man, woman and child to help beat back, you know, Hitler and Mussolini and and Stalin, you know. So it's wild to see that in a cartoon show and not really draw that. Like if I was 12, I don't think I would have drawn that correlation like oh, or 15, whatever it was when when I came out. Seeing that, it's like, man, I really wouldn't have got that. But as I've gotten older, I see that. I'm like, oh, shit. They really did some history. They they did some deep dive in history to yeah. uh, put that in there. Um, yeah. Great episodes for, for both of you. Uh, you know, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed both of those. Um, yeah. My fifth one was... Uh, it was so hard to do one through five. Uh, mm-hmm. Any one of these could have been mm-hmm. my top one because I've watched all of these ones t- at least twice. Yeah. Um. The Waterbending Master obviously was, uh, you know, number five comes in number five. And like I said, it was yep. any of these could have went one. Uh, I loved everything about this. I, this felt like the one of the first episodes that would it felt like a film. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any kind of sense. It was just so cinematic. There was so many big scenes. This is the first time I remember looking at like the world that they built. And I'm like, holy shit, this is massive compared to every other kingdom. With the exception of the Earth Kingdom, the first time they go to that one. um, I can't remember the the king's name, Uh, the crazy fuck.
2: Oh, my shit. Oh, Boomy. Boomy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Boomy. What a great name, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So it's like the first time you see this yeah the first time you see this beautiful big world and then it's like everything is so untouched by what it looks like it was or there was a barrier around it nothing was really destroyed Mm -hmm. nothing was burnt to the ground you didn't see anything out of place everything looked like it was peaceful and then you see obviously as it progresses this is where we start to see the invasion happen Mm -hmm. and shit really hits the fan really quickly um, and then we had talked earlier about you know her not being able to learn water bending from this master because she is a female, um, and you see Ang you know learning water bending and and I, like I said I loved everything about this episode man it was so fun and this is my number five
1: yeah awesome
0: it's a good one it's a great one absolutely
1: love Paku he's he's great so. So one of my favorite bits is when uh, he's like sitting there saying like I'm not gonna teach you, and Katara's going on this giant rant. It's like we just traveled like two like like ten thousand miles up to the North Pole, and you're just just for you to say no. And he looks at her and goes, No, yeah, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> like no, I'm not doing it. Like <laughs> it's like
2: man, I love when they were fighting, and she sends like she's basically shooting yeah, yeah. razor discs. It's so good. And, like Haku sees see it, and Haku sees your reflection, and he goes oh, shit, I gotta be more serious. <laughs> this is real.
1: Yeah, it's when he actually,
0: like, gets us, like, oh, she all right. Out
2: for blood. All okay. right.
0: She, she's good.
2: All right. Bitch ain't
0: yeah, playing. She, mm-hmm. No, she was, she was like, 100% trying to yeah. put him on his ass. Yeah, the revelation of the necklace and what that actually mm-hmm.
1: was. It was uh, the, you know, betrothal necklace that he carved. So, yeah. you know, it's like you had that connection, and he kind of broke down his barriers a little bit, you know, so... Had that human connection. Uh, stuck it to him. So that was good. It's good stuff.
0: It really um, was. Let, let's go in reverse order now. Let's go tie yeah. number four, and then we'll do Brandon number four. Tie number four.
2: Yeah. Well, he just did his number four.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, did he?
2: Mine was the Southern. Yes. Yeah. He
0: His mm-hmm. number five. No.
2: Oh, you were piggybacking off of him. I yeah, yeah I was just off piggybacking
0: off of him. him. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Way to go, so Ty. No. Welcome no, back to the conversation, my friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, you're going to have to pass me anyway, because my number four was the Southern Air Temple. That's true. We Southern temple, talk yeah. about it.
0: That's true. Oh, no, okay. We already
2: well, talked
1: about that one. We did.
2: So, uh, Julian, what was your number four?
0: Yeah. Oh, nice man, curves. this one... I tried so hard to put this one at number one, and it almost made it the storm. Um, oh, wow. I... That... I the only reason my number I'll get to my number one later, but the only reason there was just two scenes in the number or my first one that, that kind of put it out of this place, but the storm yeah. Zuko's backstory, man, or you see yeah. why he got the scar. You see how he got the scar. You see his yep. troubled past. There yeah. was so like, I got this episode has given me goose. It should have been my number one. Uh, yeah. It's given me more it, goosebumps than it should have been. Cause episode. guess what? My number one is <laughs> the storm. <laughs> well, it it's, it's, it's like, I'm looking at it now and I, it's, I really I, think my number one and number two should be one. Yeah, um, you know, but uh but yeah, the storm, it's just it's so cool because everything that they've alluded to, because you know off the bat that Zuko mm. is he's he's bad, but he like I said, it's the whole Aladdin thing. He's great, right? Mm-hmm. He's not black, he's not white. It's very, 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 very gray because you mm. see the moral dilemma he has. You see him wanting to mm-hmm. get back in his good graces of his father because he's been yeah. cast out of everything. That he's supposed to be he's not going to be the fire lord he's not the prodigy he's not the guy that's going to rule the fire nation and then you see how hard his dad was on him just the physical abuse the mental and the emotional abuse you see on zuko and then you're just like no wonder he is the way he is no wonder he has so much hate in his heart and yeah. he's so driven for this one singular goal you know, it it, yep. it put everything into perspective. Everything I thought about Zuko, I had to throw away because of this episode alone. Yep, it's fantastic. It's it's one of the highest
1: rated episodes of the entire series. So
0: I can know, imagine. I, I can imagine why. You know, I'll,
1: I'll talk about it more when we get to my number one for sure, because uh, I have lots more to say about it. Probably, probably more than. Is neither yeah, uh, I have to imagine you <laughs> which, will. Which is my, which is my MO for about anything I talk about. Um, but uh, my number four uh, is Siege of the North part two. That's my number
2: three. Okay. I'm
1: sorry. That's my number one. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay.
0: There we yes, go. That's so my we'll, number one.
1: I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit here. And like the parts that I love, um, you know, the, uh, I, you know, uh, the, the, the revelation of the koi fish. Mm-hmm. um you know co the face stealer yeah just like like oh, all the things so like creepy happens. so creepy. so creepy so good love that voice that voice gets reused that dude i forget his name he gets reused in dragon prince so good mm-hmm. as a villain absolutely love that guy um i forget his name now right now um uh when Aravos? i wrote, uh what's that
2: Eravas. Air yeah, Force? he's Erebus, yeah, okay. but the,
1: the voice actor I meant, but yes, Erebus is who he plays in Dragon Prince, but uh, I forgot the voice actor's name, he's great, but um, I love when Iroh gets mad when uh, Zhao has the fish, and mm-hmm. he like, li- and he screams at him, and that's like the first time, I- oh! Oh, no, he's he's yes. angry like, like Iroh is mad like this is this is crazy. So, you know, like, you know, like it's about to hit the fan, man. This is bad. This is cool. So love it. Absolutely love that episode. And then Ang turning into a freaking Cthulhu monster and slaughtering everybody. It's pretty crazy. It was so. so
0: cool. I didn't realize I had such an irrational fear or maybe it's rational of you know, centipedes. <laughs> I, that that whole scene just cr- like I feel like I got shit. Crawling Eric on me Todd Della. Eric name, Todd Della. That's it. Yeah, for Co. It's great. Yeah, it it, great it, it it's that that whole that whole sequence, and I loved just the Stonewall face because obviously you, he told me you can't make any kind of any kind yeah. of uh emotional what emotion can't yeah, show no any emotion. emotion can't show any emotion. Uh, yeah. And it just looked like he he looked like my 13 year old looks now when I try to tell him shit. he just really Ouch. you're going to get there Ty you're going to get there I promise you might already be there you've got probably the already, already, already. There. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's dead it's... inside
2: yeah. <laughs> send help
0: I, I loved I love that scene I mean uh I mean, I guess we, I guess we can talk about it now since it's my, like I said, this is my number one, but that fight sequence you're talking about with Iroh when he's Mm -hmm. like, you said it right off the bat, you see an even keeled guy. There's no more Bruce Lee than uncle Iroh the entire series. And then you see that real fire, no pun intended come out when he starts messing with some shit, almost like when, um, Ang, Ang was extremely upset in the air temple, Mm-hmm. Um, when when uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of the episode. Um,
1: the Southern Air yeah. Temple, the Southern Air Temple. Yes,
0: yeah. So when or, it was all desecrated, yeah. he's like, "You desecrate." You see oh. that same kind of anger and hate in ira. Sorry, the Northern Air Temple. Sorry, that would be the Northern. Oh, no Air worries. Temple. Yes, don't yeah. worry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Make sure you hit him in the comments and tell him he's a dumb dumb. Uh, I, I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold
2: on. What the, what are we referring to?
0: The the one
1: that was desecrated when like the people were in there and like and like the flyers. Oh, were you know,
2: okay, yeah, okay, okay.
1: That one. Yeah, yeah, that was, was like making. the first
0: time you see that, right? You mm-hmm. see the desecration. You see Uncle Iroh literally loses shit, and yeah. he becomes super feisty. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was very very cool, and mm-hmm. that whole fight sequence—that's what I was alluding to mm-hmm. earlier with uh, Zhao and Zuko when Zuko puts out his hand. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this is why it's cemented it as far as like my mm-hmm. favorite character, because it doesn't matter this guy is a part of his nation. This guy's been a dick to him the entire time. He's been trying to kill him. He mm-hmm. is literally trying to humiliate and... Ma- is it demasculate? Masculate? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Emasculate,
0: uh, Demasculate. Yeah, in front of his entire nation and trying to take over uh, what he would ultimately become as a Fire Lord if, if he were to get the, the airbender. Uh, Zuko, that is. you know. So you see that, and he still tries to save him. That right there should tell everybody that this guy is a fucking yeah. great dude, man. Yeah. And Zhao refuses. Yes. And that's the look I was talking about when they make eye contact and he retracts that hand. That was the most redeemable thing that I've ever seen Mm -hmm. a character that douchey do. If that makes any sense. Just him taking Uh, his hand back, not pulling him down. Phenomenal. I don't think that was redemption because he looked.
1: I I, you should rewatch that scene. I Mm -hmm. well, maybe again, interpretation. It's it's
2: his like, I don't need your help.
1: I saw it as Uh, that's how you took it. He, really here you are again and you're still weak at the end you know it's like and and that that's how i've took it for me that he yeah he didn't reach out because he still had that poison in him that pride that he wasn't going to that pride that wasn't going to let Man. him like be saved by this arrogant little kid like he would I'll rather die and, than, that's how
0: I i'll took have to it. go back and watch it because when i looked at it i was like because yeah. just the eye contact they made alone i just felt yeah. like shit, I'm not going to let him take me down. Or I'm not, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just putting my fucking yeah. own. Emo- I was pretty stoned when I watched maybe. that one. Uh So I was in maybe. my feelings and I was <laughs> like, oh man, that guy, fi- that guy finally <laughs> grew up and he was just like, no, he's <laughs> like, you need to, yeah. you need to go further. Be- I, the way I took it, right. Cause when he beat him, in that initial training when he when he uh when he didn't take zuko seriously right so he already had that chip on his shoulder and then i thought that was like the most growth because he had already beat him back to a zuko had already beat him back Mm. to a a certain extent a certain point excuse me and then ang's just going ape shit with the huge kaiju so you know i'm I'm assuming like the way i took it was he was just he's like all right well i mean you're gonna be farther than i am because i already lost you i've already lost the airbender i almost got my ass whooped by your uncle so that's mm-hmm. how I took it. That's interesting. That's an, that's that's very interesting because I, I, I always take
1: and I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. hate it either. I always took it as, as Zhao being prideful and he didn't want to be shown as weak. He didn't want to take his hand because this is a weak this is a weak prince who's, who's, who's beneath me. I'm not going to be saved by him.
0: Blame so, it on the weed, not my yeah. heart. So yeah, I just, um, no, decided it's like I said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's great. great. I love it. Well, you know, so, you know,
2: it's fine to have things that that reach out to your heart because for me, um, one of the things that really reached out to me is when you have prince or you have Su- or not suko uh, saka and mm-hmm. saka's like wanting to go in the front line mm-hmm. and the leader of the northern water tribe is like no i need you to protect my daughter mm-hmm. and there's a the whole thing with him and the princess mm-hmm. but it was kind of like saka originally thought he was being disrespected and not taken mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. then it's like no, no no i actually have a plan for you i need your expertise to protect her yeah. And and that that really hit hard for me because I had a, a track teacher, a track coach yeah. uh, who we were doing tryouts and I wanted to be a sprinter. I felt like that was my strength. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, and so when we did our tryouts, he was like, all right, Ty, I want to have you in long distance. And I was like, damn it. And he goes, all right, fine, we'll do sprinting. And I was the only white guy on that sprint team. Mm. which means i did not do well (laughs) and it got to a point where he was like look the reason why i wanted you in the long distance is because you have those sprinting capabilities you Mm. could have on that last lap that last leg sprint and make that difference right and and after that i was like i wish you would have told me i wish you would have like said that because i would have taken that a lot better i would have been like Oh, he sees me for what I'm able to do. He sees right. where I can take it, yeah. where I never could have seen that. Right. So, when I saw that wasaka, I was like, damn. That hits it's hard.
3: Yeah. And I
1: I also always took that like, he also knew that like I know you like my daughter. Like it's not like you're going to protect my daughter because you're not just some betrothed jackhole like this guy. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's like it's a pretty obvious, so but, uh, there's two I things I love... wanted to
0: circle back to. Uh yeah. just real quick. You seen yeah. 21 Jump Street with uh um Channing Johnny... Tatum and uh oh. Jonah Hill? Yeah. I have when... not. No. Oh man, this fucking reference isn't going to work. Go ahead.
2: I I know I know I'll the movie. Send it... I I've seen a lot. Yeah,
0: but I'll I'll send <laughs> it to you cuz this is the first so they drop I can't remember the name of the drug, but they infiltrate the high school to get the drug. Mm-hmm. And um the the scene that I the the scene I'm painting in my head of tie and track is there's a scene there where he's Jonah Hills in track. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like baton or whatever it is. And I believe he's tripping balls on the drug that they're not supposed to take. They're not supposed to use. And then the guy is looking at him and he takes it's baton. It's a baton race. So he's racing and he's fucking thing. And instead of giving it to the person, he chucks it. And that's the first thing I thought I was like, Ty's going to be in the baton race. He's going to chuck it. He's going to miss. This joke completely <laughs> falls flat because you don't it's know this. It's called
2: scene. a relay race.
0: What did <laughs> I call You're
2: it? That's the next
0: person. Well, he chucked it. So it's not a relay race. He, It's a chuck race. <laughs>
2: hey, here's your he baton. Right. <laughs> I, going back to the episode, I also yep. really loved Zuko. Like, here he is. He's got his plan. But then, like, his boat explodes. You find out that Zhao sent pirates mm, to, uh, like, yeah. bomb his entire ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And immediately you have Uncle Iroh like, oh, no! Fine, I'll join you. And it isn't until later that you realize, no, 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 he and Zuko were in mm-hmm. that the entire time. And mm-hmm. Zuko's now infiltrated as Zhao's ship yeah, and is going to try and take the Avatar himself. Like, there was just yeah. this whole idea of he... Zhao thought he had one up Zuko. Yeah. And he was still behind
1: yep Yep. and just a just a great finale and just a great finale too when he finally gets back to the to the boat with iroh and he's just like i just i need to sleep
0: (laughs) and such a
1: powerful scene and 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 mako just said iroh says yeah a man needs his sleep and i'm like "Mm -hmm, he finally looked at him as a man (laughs) like that whole that
0: whole scene where it's 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 him going uh he's like i want you to be safe i'm gonna butcher it he's like i essentially i want you to be safe i look at you like i look at and then he cuts him off he's like i know and it was that whole fucking uh i'm not a star wars guy so i'm i'm gonna get i I don't have any star wars clout but it's it's princess Mm -hmm. leia going i love you and he's like yeah i know um that's like that's the vibe i got from it but just seeing that connection that's what i love about those two characters so much is you see this guy that knows that his brother is too fucking hard on this kid and he sees right. all of these things that are going wrong. And they he sees just this inner tor- turmoil within Zuko. And then he's trying yeah. his best to just fucking at least not quell the flame that's rising in Zuko. And like I said, there's a lot of fire puns in this one. But he's mm-hmm. trying to make it. He's trying to make the fire grow properly i guess i I can't really articulate what i'm trying to say but he's trying to he's trying to mold this kid and he's trying to show this kid it's not always what you see you know like i said it's a lot of black a lot of white there is a lot of gray within this character but like i said just their interactions throughout the entire series i think is top notch
2: i I want an uncle or a dad like iroh Mm -hmm. i am in pain because i want to talk about iroh and zuko's relationship but you haven't watched the other seasons yet. <laughs> I know. And I'm feeling constrained. There's, there's, I'm like, there's so uh, much more, and you don't know it yet, so I can't talk about it yet. And uh, motherfucker, you need to hurry and watch. Yeah.
0: What a dumb dumb. This guy that hosts the
2: show is a
1: dumb dumb. Uh, no, it's great. I'm so <laughs> jealous that you get to experience this for the first time. I, I really do. Like I'm, I'm jealous of it. I just, you know, you gotta, it, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bite my tongue here because there's like things that are said in like the other, the other seasons that I just, like can't really like, Oh man, it's so good. But the way you're touching on it, it's exactly right. Like this, this whole molding of things. And they, they do mention something in that same scene you're talking about where he says, I look to you like I look to my own son and that mm-hmm. comes back in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. It's so good, good stuff good stuff and you don't have to wait long for that stuff either so that'll be book two so um absolutely and
0: what we're on three right we're on three
2: we are but again my three was a sage of the northern water tribe so
0: which part two or one uh,
2: here's so, so I did that as a duo combo, and mm-hmm, I've already said both, my piece yeah. that I wanted to say as well. Yeah, so we can go ahead and and skip me again.
0: Well, because I I took one and two well, as the siege of part one and two. Obviously, part two yeah. was one just because of that that visualization of those two koi fish, right? Mm-hmm, I think yeah. that was such plus yeah. there is, we didn't talk about the shot, but when he blew up the moon and everything turned red. That was yeah. one of the coolest, like, what was it? Five minutes maybe yeah. of just yeah, so cool. I, I loved yeah. it every minute of it. N-
1: not only that, but especially going back to the Iro part is when like everything went gray, like it, mm-hmm. all the light goes away and everything's black and white suddenly and just shades of gray. But whenever Iroh shot fire, it would throw color. Everybody yes. would be in colored in that, at that point. And they also made a cool decision to like every like fire blast that he gave was bigger than any individual fire blast any other firebender
0: had sent. Just what do you so think you... that was behind that though? The oh, color, because he was the only oh. one that had color yeah. when he threw the fire. I... So
2: we can't talk about it because you learned that in <laughs> book oh. three. It's well, like
0: to be Again, continued. But
1: from but from like my interpretation, it just sort of like is it was a stylistic sort of choice, I think. You know, in a lot of ways, because they might not have even developed uh, certain parts of it. But well, you know, you've got as, like
0: as, yeah. he was so connected with. The mm-hmm. spirit, or he was, he, mm-hmm. if you look yeah. at it as a Game of Thrones reference, he believed in the old gods, because that's what yeah. I, I took it as. He, he believed in these two mm-hmm. old gods, and he was yeah. so much more connected than this younger generation. I that's know, how I took it. I know
2: how we could talk about this, because mm-hmm. we get this with uh, Jon Jon. Uh, you have fire that's burned from anger and hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have fire that's burned from the passion of the soul. Yeah. And so you have Zook, or you have uh, Iroh, who burns from the passion of the soul. Yeah. And that's why his fire brings life instead of just Mm -hmm. destruction.
1: Yeah. That's why that's that color. Yeah. But it's it's good stuff. Uh, And uh, the other thing that I love that I have to point out is like this is like one of the only uh, fully intel, like not the only, but one of the few fully intelligent, understood and realized understandings of yin and yang yin and yang is always kind of interpreted as like good and evil no it's mm-hmm. not it's it's push symbiosis and pull. yeah it's yeah. symbiosis it's push and pull they they live in harmony it's not good and evil like it's 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 passion and pride it's it's these things that twirl around each other in a mm-hmm. in a pool of it's so good so you know they, yes. they 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 screw that up in so many other media um including cora but you know whatever i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm, not
0: gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that i'm not gonna
1: get into that um, but yeah not so, yet at least i, I still love cora but i you know i i, I will always have criticisms for i even have criticisms for this show i think they rush a few things in this season but um actually this season's pretty pretty solid uh this this season's a bit episodic i think it's probably my only real criticism of it and um but um we're not going to talk about those episodes it, probably so it
2: does get a bit of um villain of the week
1: yeah uh, which deliberately so because, you know, yeah. they're they're definitely trying to ease Nickelodeon into this idea that you can do this long form story. So like, oh, we'll do these episodic episodes and everything. Because and like, I remember rewatching these episodes over and over and over again because they just would rerun them because that was Nickelodeon's model. They wanted things they could rerun and rerun and rerun. So they would do that. Um, and that was the whole point of doing these episodic things. Ty, why don't you give us your number two since we skipped uh, um, uh, your number three? Unless well, we have you well, guys number three.
2: haven't done your three yet. That's right, so. we haven't done our three.
1: That that'll do. So you'll go. To, we'll do your number two after our three. How about that? Um, yeah. Uh, my number three uh, is the blue spirit. Me too. That's, yeah, and that's, that's your number. My
2: number one. That's
1: your number one. That could yeah, have been a, a number great. one, man. We, We'll cover we'll cover your number one then. We'll we'll do that. We'll come back to it when we get to your number one. How about that? Because I think okay. we can cover that then.
0: Uh, for oh, sure.
1: Yeah. Uh what was your number three, Julian?
0: Blue Spirit. Okay, and cool. Then, perfect. And perfect. then one and two, I took cool. part one and part two. So it's pretty much the yeah. same, you know. We gotcha. talked that one pretty in depth. Cool. So cool. Then I have I have one that we haven't talked about. What's your number two? Um
1: uh Ty? Oh, My right, number was- two is Jet. Jet. Okay. Ooh. Nice. All right. Yeah. Controversial I, take, I think. No.
0: <laughs> what a dick.
2: <laughs> no, I think I think this was the first time that they really portrayed. Mm. They they kind of had that portrayal of, hey, here's someone who's hurt by the war. And we want to root for them because mm. they're fighting back. But this right. was the first time we really had that whole the good guys aren't really that good.
1: Yeah. Mm. Not all of them. and now
2: Not all of them. And yeah. so you have the whole um, the charm of Jet is that he's just, hey, I'm very suave and cool, and I have a group of people. We're freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, of course, Katara was smitten, but even Aang was like, yeah, sweet. Look at you. I have to use airbending. You're swinging around with just some swords. Mm-hmm. And Sokka was the only one. Who was like, you give off some bad vibes. <laughs> so it was it was one of those things where for the first time, Aang has to try and save the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. He has to save the people of the Fire Nation. Yeah. And it's it's very much, hey, here are these bad guys, but I gotta save them because this isn't the way to do it. Yeah. It was the first time that they had that conflict of, hey, we can fight for our freedom. But we can't stoop to this level,
0: right? Yeah, and yeah.
2: then not only that, you had the betrayal. Oh my goodness! The fact that Katara finally sees Jeff for who he is, yeah. and that betrayal of I liked you.
3: Yeah, mm.
2: I like my heart was yours, and and this is who you really are. So she mm. kind of gets this whole like I don't know if I can trust, and that kind of puts a strain on her and Aang's relationship mm. because now she's like I don't know if I can trust people like that
1: yeah
2: at least with my heart so she comes more guarded uh but it was also the first time Sokka really felt validated because he was like I called this from the beginning
3: yeah yeah
2: so (laughs) that's that's kind of like me and my my relationship with my wife is like I fight so hard only to be right 15 percent of the time that was that 15 (laughs) percent
1: I'm turning this franchise around we're gonna do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking on what you what you just said, there was something I wanted to ask both of you um before you give your input on this one. Uh mm-hmm. Brandon, um because it was right around right around this episode or right around this episode or maybe it was one up one down uh mm-hmm. is when do you think Aang had his like most human moment? He, obviously he's an avatar, he's human. You know, he hurts, he feels, he loves. He does everything mm-hmm. we do, but he has this this extra pressure, this extra uh, whatever yeah. you want to fucking call it, this this motivation to have to do something a 12-year-old boy shouldn't have to do. Uh, yeah. He has all this weight thrust upon him. When yeah. do you think you see him at his most human? His most human moment,
1: yeah. uh, I think comes in the waterbending scroll when mm-hmm. Katara snaps at him uh, okay. about how you know he's just naturally gifted with waterbending mm-hmm. and she kind of like loses it on him. And he has this look on his face that's like per- like a perfect representation of a 12-year-old about to cry yeah this <laughs> is like and like she has this realization like oh god like i i overstepped like this is this mm-hmm. is bad you know i absolutely love that um um but um i think yeah it, it,
2: i think his most human moment was the actually the southern water uh sorry the southern air temple
1: yeah like mm-hmm. the that whole
2: too weight of gravity of he's lost everything
1: everything
2: his his friends his master it's all gone and so that weight of one is the weight of i couldn't save them Mm -hmm. coupled with the guilt and shame of i tried to run away Mm -hmm. so now he's blaming himself now he's really dealing with that self doubt and almost like a self-hatred almost
3: yeah like
2: you never really see it portrayed as self-hatred but just the whole is like I didn't want this and look what's happened yeah. because i wouldn't take it
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure the, to me that the was scenes. the most
2: human and that's i'm mm-hmm. watching the first time as a kid i wouldn't have said that but after going through therapy and after experiencing all that i have that's what made me feel like he was the most human
0: the that yeah. that's pretty poignant i mean it it because we all run from something. And you think about it, it's just like, yeah, this kid is fucking 12. He's 112, but he's 12. And yeah. he's literally got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Um, yep. To have that much pressure and as an adult, it will crack fucking everybody. Every single person. You say, hey, you got to go save the world. Uh, what? Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I'm just trying to make it to breakfast. I What is this world saving <laughs> shit? You know, yeah, so I, I can only imagine play. what... Yeah. Yeah, I want, (laughs) I want to slide like a penguin, man. Cause that's what I thought was so fun about him. You know, you see in those first couple episodes, but I didn't take that as him being human. I took that as him being locked up. He was bubble boy essentially. Right. He was like, I want to go out and play, you know, I want to go out and experience what kids experience. But the, the, the moment that I thought he was most human and I could see, I could see myself doing this, uh, you know, there's something about somebody being selfish that I think is one of the most human characteristics out there because you don't see a uh, dog being selfish, right? Mm-hmm. So the I mean you do, you see the dogs taken, but they're just assholes. You see them taking other dogs bones and stuff like that. They don't know they're being selfish. They're just trying to, you know, assert mm-hmm. their dominance. But one of the most selfish things I saw Aang do, it was when they come in the Bato meet, of the
2: Water Tribe.
0: Bato of the Water yeah. Tribe. Yeah. Yeah, uh when he I hides that's the what map. Yep. Yeah. He hides the map because he's Mm -hmm. no longer not only the center of their attention, but he feels like he's losing this friends and he would do anything. And and I look at that and I put myself in that place. I was like, man, I'm pretty sure I would do the same exact thing he did if I thought my friends were going to leave. the first group of people that has accepted me as their friends, their family. Like I am one of them. They are one of me. We all have the same commonality. And then he's like, now I'm losing them. And I just thought that was just so powerful and so special of a moment. And I really think I don't want to say it's overlooked because, like I said, this is the first time I've watched this series. I've only ever talked about it with you guys um, and some Mm -hmm. couple people at work and shit, but nothing this in depth. But I just thought it was such a human characteristic, even though, like I said, he is a human to be put on a 12 year old boy.
2: Yeah. We're going to come back to this conversation because there's also a point in the blue spirit where this, Mm -hmm. where he's very humanized in that. Yeah. Yeah. We should say that conversation and continue it then.
1: People, people kind of uh, not a whole lot, but they kind of have a problem with this episode for that reason. They think it's a bit out of character for Aang to do that. And I think they kind of forget that he's 12, you know, it's (laughs) like because they do a good job of him being like kind of responsible and like, you know, kind of being, you know, like like taking on this task and everything as he is. But he's kind of only able to do that because his friends are around and like encouraging to do it. So if he's gonna lose his friend, like he's just he's kind of panicking in that regard, mm-hmm. and and only when he's like you know getting the whole like you're the trusted, you you have the mark of the trusted, and you're so trusty, and we trust you very much, and he's like oh <laughs> oh god, you know, it's like he's he's like I can't I can't take this, you know, it's just you know it, it's I'm that,
2: guilty, I
1: can't do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the
2: pen is blue. <laughs> the
1: pen is blue, <laughs> royal blue. <laughs> and he throws the map at him. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 classic. Um, but um, yeah, that this one. Speaking of fight scenes, this one has my favorite fight scene in it, actually. So it's yeah? it's one of my yeah of all time when when uh, Zuko and Aang are fighting in that perfume uh uh place, and they're doing it like over top of the the well, mm-hmm. and they're doing the step for step oh, fight. Over top Have of the Have we moved well.
2: to your episode, no, your number two?
1: No, we haven't yet. No, no, uh, which okay, we can so do then that then now.
2: You're just, okay, because we're talking just, about a
1: different episode now. Yeah. I just
2: want to make sure.
1: Yeah, no, we're talking about that. a great sequence. I, I love that fight sequence. I think it's great. I can talk <gasps> about it all the That isn't
2: Batu so. of the Water Tribe. You're yeah. Right.
1: Okay. yeah it's, that's the one with June, which is crazy. That, that That's the same the second episode. second one with June. Yeah. 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 No, first one. She's only in two episodes of the series. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so it's the second so, one. Yeah, no, this is the first one. This is the first one with her, yeah, because her second episode doesn't come till book three. Spoilers for Julian, but...
0: Nah. <laughs> like, Way to go, Ty. Way to spoil yeah. it. Thanks. I could <laughs> have
2: sworn she was introduced earlier, and then they ran into her again, Zuko and Iroh, and that's when he was like, all right, I'm
1: going to book you. Nope, because uh, she takes a stowaway off of his ship and is like, oh... That's a pretty handy thing, and then he goes and meets her in a bar. So, oh, that was the same episode. Same okay. episode, yeah, so yeah. Not... So, it just right. it's it's paced very quickly. So, you know, they, they 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 do it that way. But I'm gonna uh let's go to my uh my number two. Then we'll talk about ties number one. I think, uh, which is uh, Blue Spirit, right? Because we all want to talk about yeah. Blue Spirit heavily. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. Um, it could have easily been number one for me too, but uh, uh my number two is the deserter, uh, with Zhang Zhang. Uh this episode is so freaking good um i i love ang's impatience during training Mm -hmm. um you know i love that they make shang zhang serious and yet somehow make it comedic you know, and it's like, and it's like I've been squatting and breathing all day. You want to stop breathing? You know, <laughs> it's like just great lines like that through the whole thing. But my favorite scene probably of the whole season is in this episode. It it's up there in like my favorite scenes of the entire series. Um, and uh it's when him and Zhang when he goes to ask for Zhang Zhang's help. Oh okay. and, and Zhang Zhang is absolutely refusing him, like, not he's like no. Absolutely not. You are a child. You haven't even learned water bending or earth bending yet. And he's like, That doesn't matter. I need to like stop the fire lord. And he's just like, Look. And he goes into this little speech about like, you know a you know fire you know, water is cool and healing and uh earth is strong and stable but fire is alive and it and it, it can if you if you throw a you know if without bending a, a rock's not going to throw itself but fire will spread and burn and destroy everything and it's like this big dramatic scene and like ang's eyes are like filled with fear over this thing you know over this form of bending and it explodes in 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 a in a fiery burst all these candles and then Roku is standing there and just like you think I'm weak, and it's like it just has this like moment of like I need you to teach the Avatar firebending, you dumbass motherfucker. You know, it's just like he's so like like no, but, like no, and it's just it's so good because like even in that you know like in that sense, Roku is actually wrong. But as we go along, it's 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 a very interesting reason as to why he shows up at this point and is like, dude, you need to do this and you're going to fucking do it. And, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, OK, I'll I'll teach you. you know, it's just like, he, you know, it's just such a great moment of like just this this mystique of the Avatar, like like pushing down on somebody like that and being like, no, this is this is going to happen. And it's so good. Absolutely. You no, know,
2: I don't think uh, Avatar Roku was wrong because I mm-hmm. think Aang had to understand yeah. the consequences. Because in in that episode, yeah. he's yeah, he's tired and impatient. So then he starts playing with fire and he burns mm-hmm. Katara when he loses control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he needs that fear to understand. No, no, there's a mm-hmm. reason why there's control there. Yeah. as a 12 year old you never know the lesson just because someone tells you you have to right. experience that right so i think roku was actually right he was like no you have to teach yeah. him because he needs to learn this
1: yeah yeah he has to learn that that this is a part of him he's going to be a firebender that's all there is to it you know um but it it, it puts a trauma on him he burns katara's hands like badly and i like that they showed that it wasn't just like oh it burnt like they show her hands like second degree third degree burns like like on our hand like really brutally uh as brutally as nickelodeon can show um yeah uh, but that's the first time we learn about katara's healing abilities too that that's a thing that waterbenders can do because waterbenders are op as fuck man they get to do everything yeah. so <laughs> yeah you know, it's like they get they get ice powers they get you know breathing powers water they get healing they're nuts so they get all sorts of good stuff um but um yeah, it's it just so so much happens in this episode that I really enjoy. And uh uh using Zhao's anger against him and the fact that he was the one that, you know, was uh was Zhang Zhang's student that made him realize and, and again, it 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 feeds into a lot of stuff that goes into the other books too, this episode. And not not so much like the characters in it, but like just the philosophies of of firebending and and that fear that Ang has for it and just good stuff. Great, great stuff. Absolutely love it. for sure yeah um blue spirit talk about the blue spirit i think we're trying to talk about blue spirit because that's good stuff all right let's talk about blue spirit you go ty
2: so just as a breakdown you have ang who feels pinned because he's got sock and guitar who were sick Mm -hmm. and now he's got to find some frozen toads (laughs) in order to get them better but now he's being like attacked and hunted down Zhao has just been promoted to Admiral, and mm. now he's taken over this fleet of phenomenal archers. Mm-hmm. And Great they star. are, they, they capture him, they capture Aang. Yep. He was able to dodge every other firebender, every other army, but no, mm. these archers nabbed him, and yep. now he's there. And so, uh, if you haven't seen this, I'm Chandler, the blue spirit? Yeah. It's Zuko, oh. really? And when Zuko finds out that uh, Aang's been captured, he goes, "Not on my watch. If I didn't do it, it didn't happen." Hold my so beer. He breaks in, yes, and it's it's it's. Oh my goodness! It is stunning how he looks,
0: mm-hmm. all in
2: black, and then you have this blue demonic
0: mask. So cool. That mask is so cool.
2: So cool. Oh, and and man. at that point, you have you have Zuko breaking Aang out. And they're fighting together, trying to escape. And it even gets to a point where, uh, as they're trying to escape, Zuko ends up pretending to have Aang as the hostage. Mm-hmm. So Zhang lets him out, but then he lets a iron, uh, an arrow flow mm-hmm. uh, and hits uh, Zuko in the mask. And that's mm-hmm. when Aang realizes, oh, no, this is Zuko, who just yep. saved me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the moment, this, this was the most beautiful moment for me for Zuko in, in book one. Where Aang is just sitting there, he's he's taking care of Zuko, made sure he mm-hmm. got safe. They're at a tree. And when he wakes up, he asks him, you know, if things were different, do you think we could have been friends? Yep. Like that <laughs> moment of just I see the good in you. Yep. I see the person in you. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you weren't so bent on this honor <clears throat> and capturing me? Yeah. We have been friends.
1: The yeah, fuck the the idea that he's also coming from a point in time that was a hundred years ago, when he had a friend named Kuzan in the Fire Nation that he would visit. He brings, just the, yeah, he brings it up. Yeah, like the the fact that he has a friend in the Fire Nation, and it's like like I used to have a friend there, and now the like the world is completely different from what I left. You know, it's just like. It's it, you know, and he's he's two three generations out from that, from this nonstop war that's been going on for a hundred years, and you know it's he's trying to find some semblance of like, can this rift even be healed, even if I defeat the Fire Lord, is this something that can be salvaged. Um, and that's the point where he kind of asks that question, like, like, is this something that can even happen? Can we possibly have been friends in a past life, or you know, or, or you know, can this be healed now? And of course, Zuko just immediately attacks him because you know he's he's still in his he's still uh, going obsession. through his trauma. Yeah,
0: yeah Zuko's going to do what so. Zuko does. Zuko do what he do. Yeah, now, it's a great episode. Did they did they ever talk about it's it's a different it's a different I, nation each avatar? Did, did, did they mentioned that in the first couple so episodes? So it cycles, don't
2: they? yes. So basically, yeah. After, yeah, the water, they... uh, after the water, after that airbender, Avatar is going to be a mm-hmm. waterbender, and it's going to be an earthbender, water. and then it's going to be a fire, and it just cycles through the four nations in that order.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it might be something that comes later down the road. But with the the fire nation um mm-hmm. obviously their royalty does royalty come from being related to an avatar or no you will no. learn that oh. you will learn
1: something about that actually um well it, the
2: avatar wasn't based on yeah. the royalty it wasn't a royal right. family it's just gonna play into it yeah as you get there with the avatar roku
1: yeah
3: um
2: the- but yeah it's 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 not based on your family or your yeah. lineage it's usually very random
1: yeah mm. Yeah. It's random on where it lands. Um, you're, you're pretty much treated as once they discover that you are the the avatar each, you know, every, uh, up until, you know, the whole kill, the avatar, start the war, that sort of thing. But like, prior to that, like you were always like, okay, the, the avatar is important. He's to remain, he's to maintain balance and they, you know, they train him in all the you know he's samurai Jackson, you know, he goes to all the yeah. nations and trains and does that. That's the, that was the way that it always worked. And, you know, now he's got a he's got a rough shot it with a bunch of, you know, you know, he's getting trained by a girl who trained from a master. So, you know, like, who do we know? It's like so, you know, he's got to find an earthbending master and, you know, season two. Will he? Who knows? Yeah, we, he does. Who knows? Um, <laughs> who knows? So he, what did
2: what did you guys love about the blue spirit? Because I know this was your number three. I,
1: I remember not knowing who the I didn't guess who the blue spirit was when I first watched this episode. I had no, like, I just were so no oh, new character. Cool. Like, you know, I, I've seen some because I watch reaction channels all the time because I love watching people watch the stuff that I enjoy and, like, reacting to it. I'm just a nerd that way. But, like, there were some people that, like, called into me and was like, oh, it's Zuko. And then there were other people that like, who is this? I, I don't know who this is. And that's that's where I was. I had no idea it was Zuko. And then when the mask came off, I was like, oh, shit. It, oh, all right
2: <laughs> like, all right for the, for those people that are reacting i'm like i'm yeah. calling it no they, yeah. they fucking knew i'm not yeah. believing that I, no
1: one knew. i think you could tell because there the, the, there's a certain build to him and there's a reason for zuko to be doing that but there there's there's hints there but i i can see where like you know people i i didn't see it coming at all what about you did you see it coming julian at all did you see uh it no
0: was i was sitting okay. on my so what happens with most of some or with most reveals like this or when something spectacular happens, it's <laughs> generally 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm watching something. I mm-hmm. can't sleep. I'm downstairs. And then this happens. And I'm like, yeah. let's fucking go. And then I wake <laughs> up everybody in the house. I was so pumped to see that it was Zuko because you know, taking a taking a line from Shrek, man. Uh, you know, ogres are like onions. Zuko is like an onion. Bakugo is like an onion. Vegeta is like an onion. There's yeah. so many layers. And then right then and there, that was the same question I asked you about Aang, is the same moment. Even though you see, you yeah. see Zuko do certain things that make him human, that was the moment where I was like, he is human. I did not think, regardless of him capturing the Avatar... I don't I don't know what it is, but I just don't think that he would have taken him at that point in time if he rescued or captured him as the blue spear. I do not think he would have taken him to his father I don't know why I'm probably wrong, but You're it just wrong. it made me I know <laughs> but it just it made it just made me feel like there was something more than he was trying to do he there was something you know regardless yeah. of him catching him or the other guy catching him he obviously wants mm-hmm. to be the guy that catches him, but right. he just he didn't want uh, honor is a big thing and i don't know why i keep coming back to this maybe it's the bushido code for the samurai but it's just like honor is a huge thing with him just like pride is but it's like yeah. i i feel like if somebody should catch him it should be one singular person not an yeah. entire army and i think that's the way the way zuko looked at it in fact that he wanted to catch him and hopes to get back into the good graces with his dad it's just i was just so pumped to see that it was zuko because i was like if there's anybody that's going to catch me it's like stain and and are you caught up on my hero Okay, and so it's night, like yep. stain and all mine. At the end, he was like, yeah. "If anybody's going to kill me, it's going to be you. And if anybody's yeah. going to catch me, it has to be Zuko." That's the way I felt yeah. about it. Yeah, and I woke everybody yeah. up. Everybody was pissed because they thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just you scream at one <laughs> thirty in the morning.
1: <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's a great little little scene, a little like dip into it. I, I mm-hmm. love. I love Zhao's like uh, freaking uh, ruthlessness in that one. You know, it's yeah. just, uh, it's good stuff. So he tells him to take mm-hmm. the shot, take the shot. It's like, oh,
0: that was so oh. dark too.
1: I know, right? <laughs> it's like it's so good because like you think about it, like as like a, again, this is a an American show. sniper. Yeah. Also, what I like about it and what what keeps it kind of a secret of like who Zuko is is just the idea that like you've had these episodic episodes, uh, you know, boom, 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 where characters will show up. And then mm-hmm. they just kind of go away. So that's all you're thinking the blue spirit is. Oh, here's a new character. Yeah. We've not seen this guy before. Who is this? And I, I'm thinking it's a woman. Like, oh, they're going to take it off. It's going to be like this lady. It's going to be this kick-ass lady. It's fucking Zuko. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it, just, it totally takes you by surprise because he's not firebending at any point. He's just doing the, the little ceremonial blades, you know, the 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 long swords. He's doing acrobats. Yeah, yeah. the twin swords. Yeah, it's so good. And it leads to that freaking scene where Zhao sees the long swords and he's just like, so motherfucker.
3: mad just, <laughs> motherfucker. Like just so good
0: do you think yeah, in a different that... world zuko could have been the avatar
1: uh yeah no Absolutely. the way he the way he is though the <laughs> way he I, is now
2: as as he is like as a as a character could he have been the Avatar? sure yeah but the fact that avatar roku was a firebender became the avatar? Yeah. Even if Aang had died, it would have gone to then a waterbender before yeah. it would have come back around to Zuko. It had to yeah. be several generations.
1: Yeah, they would have had to. They would have to kill the kill the the waterbender, then the earthbender, then bring it back around. Which is why I also like Zhao's idea of like just keeping Aang there. It's like I'm not gonna kill you. If I have to if I kill you, I have to go look again. Like that's mm-hmm. that's stupid. Like why would I do that? You know, I can just gonna keep you here till you know and keep you nice and safe, and then we get to take over the world. So you know, smart. You know, he's not gonna not gonna compromise that. Also, the old lady with her cat was great. Love that loved her. Yes, because so, she was insane. Like you just
2: need some frozen toads. <laughs> <laughs> They'll yeah, be like, fine. She
1: said, "You're
0: insane, aren't you?" Oh, absolutely. She's just, <laughs> totally,
1: she's just totally crazy.
0: Ah, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Nobody, nobody well, Brandon, is in their right mind if you're sucking yeah. on frogs, man. Right. Nobody. It's true. It's true.
2: What Brandon? What is your number one?
0: My
1: number one is the storm. The mm-hmm. storm is my number one. This is the perfect uh first episode. This is the perfect season one episode. Uh, the mirror image of Aang and Zuko's uh Zuko's origins, uh, where one is running from his destiny and one is fighting in every way to change his destiny of where of where it is trying to regain their honor they both have that i have to regain my honor you know it's both Mm -hmm. diametrically opposed you know it's so good uh all framed within this oncoming storm and we get to see what happened in the the uh the uh the the war room where he, Rizuko spoke out of turn and oh uh, man and we get to see a character for the first time in this one we see her at the end of the series but we see his sister uh for the first time in this episode smiling as he is burnt across the face so. Gives you a little peek into what she's like, Julian. Eve. Well, every
2: every one of them was excited except for I. Yeah,
1: right. He's, like, he's every one of the them
2: was like, let's yeah. see the young but, squabble do something.
1: But like she was like, she was like, yeah. Fucking get him, Dad! Like it was like, oh Jesus, this evil bitch! You know, it's like, oh, she's so good. I fucking, I fucking love Azula. You're gonna love Azula, man. She's so good. She's she's coming up. Oh, that's
0: why I keep being told that she's such a great character. She's psychotic, but she's such a great character.
1: Just an evil bitch. oh she's so awesome. So, um, but yeah, and you know, uh, I think this is the first time you hear, uh. Ozai's voice with Mark Hamill. I think it's yeah. the first time you hear Ozai's voice for the first time. And it's like, and I, I recognized it immediately. I was like, ah, Joker, that's, that's, that's Hamill. Uh, <laughs> I immediately recognized it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's such a good episode. And just that, the, the ending of the episode too, when he saves the, when he saves Sokka and the old man and all that stuff. And he's like leaving the storm or he's in the eye of the storm and Zuko and Iroh are in the storm and he just, looks up at the avatar and he sees him go by and they just look at each other. And that's they catch each other's eye. And then he realizes I can't go after him right now. I have to save the ship. I have to be with my man. He puts off his, Obsession for the greater good at the moment, and it's just like that—that that little tiny bit of oh, he's he's, he's come he's, he's coming around. He's not he's not mm-hmm. totally obsessed. It's not totally gripped him yet. It's so good, so good. Just it's it's great stuff, and it, it's the first of first of many of those dichotomies between the two. It's it's so good. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, the storm. It's great. Top tier. <laughs> oh
0: now i really wish like i said it was yeah. everything from five up i probably could have put in yeah my number one the storm Dude, and blue spirit are so close
1: every episode is good like there's only like yeah. two episodes that i could say that are like really not like great and they're still fine like you know which what i mean two? uh i would say this fortune teller is probably the least. yeah yeah the great divide people hate on a lot i actually which one was that one it. The one where they have to go through the canyon, and he has the two tribes. Oh yeah, with I like him. that one. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun. I actually like that yeah. one. Pretty. But the I mean, problem—it's
2: not a bad episode. It's the... just not adding it, anything.
1: It doesn't add a whole lot. There's no. It's literally the very first filler where nothing of significant plot relevant relevance happens, and they replayed that episode to fucking death back in the day. <laughs> that is the only one they showed because it was the one that wasn't you didn't need any other context for that one. So Nickelodeon was like, put that one up. And it was always shown. It was so irritating because it was just like, it was always the one that was up there. But I abs- I love the, uh, you know, I love the, uh, the Ganjin. I love the, 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 the two tribes they are fun. Like they're, they're a lot of fun, even though Ang just completely lies at the end. And like, that's the lesson. Like, yeah, I lie sometimes kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, that that episode fun.
0: made me hungry. And I want to see uh, Roseanne what? as the leader with the fucking sword. <laughs> <bowing>. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> my dude my one of my favorite soccer lines was when katara goes to him and it's like and it was just like i'm sorry i i only heard their side and i, I don't want to fight or whatever and soccer goes i only took their side because they fed me yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's it like, like i don't care like, I, don't, I don't give a shit about any of this i just they fed me so that's fine <laughs> like um but the fortune teller is probably my least favorite but even it's a good episode i'm not going to like mm-hmm. piss on it but it just it's kind of that uh, you know it, it it's the it's the romance episode you get you get mm-hmm. a little more of like katara being like kind of understanding like oh yeah ang you know ang is kind of a powerful bender and you know like just that little inkling of like oh they're going to get together you know yeah. it, it's a kid show we know what's going to mm-hmm. happen so but uh lots more road to go through with that stuff but other than that like every episode's fucking great like i absolutely love it so you know it's the top tier you know uh and the first two episodes like i said are, are perfect introductions but they're not like strong they entries as a sure. whole as a yeah. whole they're not like the biggest strong entries they introduce they're not the game great. changers yeah yeah exactly they're the introduction they're letting you slowly peek in and then then you get the game changers then you get everything crazy so it's good stuff good stuff yeah so,
2: so Jillian, are you gonna watch season two and three
0: probably not no i'm just kidding yeah i'm I'm watching i'm watching season i I, like i said there was so many people that told me from such a young age like when i when i brought this one up larry obviously ladies and gentlemen you guys know larry well you don't know larry you guys will never know larry i've tried i tried to get him on for this one because he's one of those dudes that is just so intelligent like he's so thoughtful he's not one of those dudes that'll just rattle off something right away you you could tell when he's very measured He's very, very uh, poignant. He like when he, whenever he, th- whenever he says something, he's thought about it consistently, or he's thought about it to a point where he knows where he stands. He knows where he's going. So when I asked him to do this, he's like, Nah, I don't want to do that. And I was like, Come <laughs> on, man! Everybody's been asking for you to come on. You know, every time I say, you know, post something, like you guys did great. I was like, No, I just talked. Larry made everything look beautiful. This is all Larry. You know, so they're like, oh, I want to get to know Larry more, and I know he loves this show. And I was like, "Hey, have you ever seen Avatar?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's one of the greatest things ever made. You haven't seen it?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Hmm." And I was like, "Come on, Larry, don't don't judge me yet." And every time I brought that up to somebody, uh, you know, at work, uh, especially because we talk a lot of cartoons, a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, and yeah. then I ask everybody, "Have you seen Avatar?" And they're like, "Yeah, it, you know, it's a great show. It came out a long time ago. Why aren't you on the train?" I was like, "Dude, I don't know, man. It just missed me. Like, I was not a Nickelodeon kid. I was a very heavy yeah. Cartoon Network kid." And then yeah. like I said, I'm glad I waited so long because I I like I said there's so many nuances. Obviously, Brandon, you're old as fuck. You saw a lot of stuff. That's just a joke, man. <laughs> you saw a lot of stuff that that when it first aired that I'm seeing now, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad I got that perspective. Yeah. Because if I would have seen this as you know as a teenager, I don't think I would have I don't think I would have fell in love with the characters the way I did if I would have been younger. Obviously, Ty, you did because you're a lot smarter man than I am. But it's just like there was something about this as a kid. It just kind of put me off at first because it was like, Man, I don't want to watch that because everybody's talking. About it. I want to be that kid that <laughs> discovers something. I want to know about Nirvana before Nirvana. I was such a douche when I was younger. Um, <laughs> you know, but I I thoroughly loved this first season. This is probably one of the, the strongest first seasons I've ever seen of any show. Wow. So it is 100%. Um, I can't wait to finish up the two shows I'm on now so I can watch an episode of this. Fuck it. I'm just going to put in a rotation starting tomorrow. I didn't want to start Do season it. two and season three. And then mm-hmm. me thinking about those when I should be thinking about the season one review we're doing. Um, so yeah. I'm probably going to start this one again or start season two tomorrow because um, oh, I just yeah. had a lot of fun with it, man. Great recommendation mm-hmm. from both of you guys.
1: It's one of the best shows of all time. It's my favorite show of all time. Again, like, I hope I'm not, I hope it doesn't get hyped up too much for you. And then you kind of come, I was like, it was good. It's, Cause that's never fun. Cause like when everybody's like <laughs> yeah, screaming no. at you, like <laughs> it's, it's the best thing ever, what's wrong with you? You know? And because, you know, like your favorite show is Samurai Jack. And mm-hmm. this show I I don't think this show will top that for you because yeah. if for for anybody who thinks Samurai Samurai Jack is the best show ever, I begrudge no one who thinks that. That's mm-hmm. you know it's one of the top tier shows of all time. Like I can't yeah. I can't be like ah oh, you're a fool. You know it's like if you were like oh Muppet Babies way better than Avatar, I'd slap you across the face. But you know it's like you can't. <laughs> But like, babies. You know, it's it's Gendy. And you know, I was like, I can't be like, of yeah. course. Yeah. You're going to tell me that the Samurai Jack is better than Avatar. I'm not going to argue. It's just, it's just. Yeah, you know, it's it's not personal preference. My opinion. I would say it's yeah. in the
2: same league. Yeah, like same whether league. it's your favorite or not, that's my yeah. preference. Absolutely, but I would say it's in the
1: same league as far as storytelling. Same, same league. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yes, yeah. And if we're talking about first seasons ever or first one of the strongest seasons of a show, that that goes to Arcane as well, which is another thing you need to watch. because <gasps> yes, Arc- you do. Arcane is so. It slaps so hard. I oh, so hard. slap
0: so hard, man. You you keeping up with these? Times. It's gonna jerk you off
1: so
2: good. Like I cannot you, explain how you, well. Like it's not is. a
1: dry handy, is what you're it, saying. It's not a dry hand. No, it no. is blue. There is. It is grapefruit involved. It's ready it to go, man. It's ready to go. It does twists. You're not a you're not accustomed to. Ah, oh, man. Good. Really titillates, but no. Um. Yeah, again, I I could go on for 2 hours about every episode, which is a plan once I find another person who wants to do an episode by episode ad nauseum bullshit yeah, episode, go. you know, it's like someone who hasn't seen it and then, you know, you, you know the format. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> I'd love to. I'd love to do it. So, hopefully I'll have time for it eventually. So, cuz I again, I've done uh I've done I did 6 episodes of it for my podcast. I did part 1 and 2 for mm-hmm. each season. So, you know, I, like I, I wasn't good for, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I did six episodes of this freaking show. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Plus the core episodes too. I can't wait for you to watch Cora as well. Cora's great. I you know.
0: It's, it's awesome. I really wish I had more hours in the day. I just want to be able, yeah. what is so hard about just having an uncle that's rich as fuck that leaves you a bunch of money like Mr. Deeds. And I can mm-hmm. just sit down and watch TV. What? What the yeah. fuck is wrong with you, America? I need a rich uncle. Hold on. Yeah.
2: What the fuck is wrong with sponsors who aren't going to you and said, "Hey, let me give you a bunch of money mm-hmm. so that you have the time to watch these things because you're getting paid to do it."
0: Agreed. Come on, sponsors, do better. Yeah. Just do we, better.
1: We got to pull all of our resources to get you know uh, the I'm audience. About up. selling
0: meth, if we're so, being honest. You I know, know I mean? right? I'm. Yeah. I'm Walter halfway. White, there. Man. Speaking, Speaking of, is... of
1: yeah.
2: Type below betterhelp.com
1: slash yeah. what's in my head. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Matt. So,
0: uh man, we need that stuff. But I wonder if people are still tuned in. We've been talking about we, meth, hand jobs, prostitutes. You know, <laughs> God I bless America. I
1: can't do this it stuff. It all
2: in ties way. back into Avatar. <laughs> it
1: does. I can't do this stuff on my podcast, man. I gotta do it somewhere. So <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad you did it here.
0: I'm glad we finally cracked the animation destination, no curse rules, even though it's on my show. I'm glad
1: we did it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like it's, it's fine. I, I curse like a sailor outside of my podcast. It's just, you know, I wanted to. I don't know why I decided to do that. I just was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about cartoons. Maybe I just keep it PG. You know, it was yeah, more inclusive, man. It, it was because we were doing the, all these other podcasts. There was another podcast on the DNN that I was part of. And like, they were all crass as hell. So mm-hmm. like, they would just like talk about like just anything. And like, we were all being crass. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own podcast and I'm not going to be crass at all. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to see if I can be funny without being like you know like 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 you know dirty so
0: yeah you know it's I, I I definitely a lot harder
2: without using
0: salt <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically well it's it's funny because i always i always say it man uh four letter words i've gotten before i get to that i've gotten so many reviews mm-hmm. where it says oh man I or comments or anything like that where it's like i just completely tuned out because you know four letter words are flying it literally says explicit Mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. podcast description the last review i got was actually from um uh brett from the splat attack and i and i love the title and it said uh it was essentially a a sailor's mouth but a heart of gold or something along those lines and he gave (laughs) me this beautiful review this he gave me this beautiful review where it's like yeah you know the language is the language is a little bit and i've I've tampered it down this is like probably one of the first episodes in a little while where i've kind of Kind of yeah. let the F's fly. Um, which at the end of the day, I don't I really don't care. Four letter words are the salt and pepper of conversation, man. You throw it in there here and there and it perks everything. If out.
2: it had been Alex for Splat Attack, he wouldn't have said shit about your language.
0: It, like like I like I said, I, I like it because I get to see where people are at, but there is one review in particular. Um, I'm not gonna mention the name because I just don't want to deal with the person, but I wish you could respond to reviews, I really yeah. do um yeah. because and it's not like I would be a dick about a review because I appreciate everybody that listens whether you like my language or you don't i do this because i absolutely love this medium if mm-hmm. the language here isn't for you there's plenty Whiskey Loading, you got animation destination. You've got so oh, many there's shows. There's plenty of
2: language on Whiskey Loading. Don't come to us. Well, I'm, I'm I mean, please come to us. Shows out but if you're now. offended with language, don't. Yeah, you know, there's plenty the of shows. Podcast we are out there not there for find. is six year olds and people who don't like language.
0: Mm, there you go. <laughs> Anyone you else? Know, come on over. You can come over forever you know, here. Yeah. <laughs> I can do those, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's always interesting when people will write in. Cause like I said, it's like, none of the videos are marked for kids. All of them are marked for adults, you know? So you mm-hmm. kind of, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. It's like, if I don't like something, I'm not going to leave a shitty review on it. You know, if I like something, mm-hmm. I'm probably still not going to leave a review on it unless somebody asked me to, because it's just like, I don't really like interacting online mm-hmm. with folks. I don't know because I'm not. Like I said, I appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that watches. So it's not like it's against anybody. It's just you do not have enough time. I don't have enough time on my day to watch season two of anything, let alone enough time on my day to interact with anybody. I appreciate everybody listens. I try to get to all of them, you know, but like I said, I fucking absolutely hate when somebody literally comes and says, oh, the language is what checks me out. I was like, well, brother, I put explicit and I don't know what else to do. This says 18 and up on everything I do. It's just who
2: checks me out. People who don't read.
0: Bunch of non-reading people listening to an audio. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. (laughs) You might be dumb. You know. (laughs) Yeah, but it is what it is, man. Like I said, I didn't like the
2: explicit podcast because it's explicit.
1: I I I appreciate every review that's written, even if it's negative, because I absolutely. know what a freaking hell it is, what hell it is to actually log into iTunes and leave a stupid fucking review. So like yeah. it, it's, it's like I know it takes effort to do that. So it's like all right, like you can you can have your voice because this is real dumb the way this works. So um, it it yeah, to say, it
2: absolutely
1: is. Please, Julia, a five star review. Yes, oh, leave only a five star review. This podcast is awesome, and if you don't like the language, that's fine. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to, to, to jump in for the language. There's other podcasts out there for it. Like we, animation
2: uh, destination, like animation
1: destination, where I don't I, I keep it clean the whole way through, except when I make massive innuendos windows that hopefully nobody notices. So um I'm gonna but, point uh, out every yeah, single yeah, one
0: yeah, of them uh, now in my next review. I I'm gonna go episode by I, episode to write them all down. <laughs> It does get hard, man, when you cover stuff like Duckman.
2: You do like, look like you have a massive innuendo.
1: It's true. I I do have I, <laughs> massive, massive innuendo, massive all over the place. Just, just um, ah. but, um, it's real hard when you cover stuff like Duckman. It's like I can't. Yeah, right. You know, oh, this so I We're covering
2: uh, Count Duckula.
1: Mm. Oh, nice. Mm. There you go. There you go. That's a classic. That's a classic. I remember hating that as a kid. I very much appreciate it more now than when I was a kid, that weird British dry humor. but Yeah, yeah. it's it's
2: in our Let's Get Weird episode. We're covering that one and Wienerville.
1: Nice. Oh, Wienerville. (laughs) Nice. Nice. There you go. There you go. Classic uh,
0: stuff. Bringing it back to Avatar, there is uh, one or two things I wanted to do um, before Mm -hmm. we uh, hit, because obviously Ty's always got some fun facts. But before we get to fun facts, my, mm-hmm. my oldest son posed this question. I already pre-gamed you guys with this one. Ladies and gentlemen, my, my oldest son would tune in with, uh, with a couple of these episodes uh, with me from time to time. And he asked me a very poignant question for a 13-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask that same question to you guys. And then, ladies and gentlemen, put what you think you know goes for you guys. So comment below what you guys think. Um, so you got those four nations. Give me mm-hmm. two, Brandon, and then you give me the other two, Ty. What four nations do we have? What just what do we have? What do you mean? Yeah, like, you give me I two be? and then Ty will give me the other two. No, 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 just in general. What, what oh. four nations do oh. we have? You give me two and Ty will give me two. Uh, earth and air. Okay.
2: And then we have water and earth.
0: Nope, so no, no, no. Water earth, and fire. So Water and fire. <laughs> water and fire. Earth and air. Water All right. And fire. So we got those four nations, ladies and gentlemen. So mm-hmm. Ty, we'll start with you first. What nation would you want to be in? And then subsequently what nation do you think people that know you would put you in
2: i would want to be in the fire nation because i love cooking and mm-hmm. just having that control over fire to be able to make stuff i would be mm-hmm. a fire nation restaurant tour just cooking mm-hmm. up all these things for people to enjoy yeah. uh, but for those that know me they're gonna say no he's he's hufflepuff he's an airbender <laughs> he's too goofy yeah. to be like he wouldn't be conscripted in the fire nation he would just be like and eh, go go play with Aang and do like uh airball scooter ball whatever it's called
0: yeah <laughs> same question to you brandon what nation do you think you're in and what nation do you think everybody else thinks you're in there's pieces of
1: me in every nation which is interesting like i have i have really strong I know right. That know, right? is like,
2: that is I, the aim of balance. Right. Is it is. Aim You're an person. avatar,
1: bro. I think I'm the avatar. That's what I Holy think. shit. No. I, 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 I could have sworn. No, because I have I have strong ties to family. Um, I uh I I, I am rooted in freedom. I, I'm all about freedom. Uh you know, uh I'm I'm pretty stable. Um pretty pretty stable in my thought process and I have a lot of passion. I have a lot Mm. of drive and passion for things that I really enjoy. However, I am a procrastinator. So I'm going to go ahead and take fire out of it. I would not be fire. Um, And I would not be water because I also hate my family. No, Uh, (laughs) no, I I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a healer. I'm not much of a, of a, of a, of a nurturer in that way. So I probably wouldn't be water. So out of earth and air, I think I would probably be more earth i would want to be earth more because earthbending like you saw a little bit with boomy but when we get into season two we'll see a lot more of it it's dope as hell i would love to be an earthbender but um uh i think people would probably put me in air uh for same reason i think i'm pretty you know amiable and 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 lighthearted enough that people would just be kind of like ah he's he's a he's a stupid hippie he'd probably be he'd probably be a, probably be a probably yeah. be Podcast airbender
2: because it goes through the air
1: to you guys. hey yeah it's, it's the it's, airwaves it the airwaves yes exactly so good stuff
0: all right so i had a long talk and long talk i mean he literally told me what i would be I, i've always been fascinated with water i Pokemon water squirtles, yeah. my favorite Pokemon of all time, you know, yeah. so I've always just been fascinated with that aspect. Plus I was in the Navy for a little while. I love the ocean, mm-hmm. even though it's my mortal enemy, the sun mortal enemy, and there's no more sun than it is at the beach, but I've yeah. always just found, like I said, fascination with water. So I would want to be in the water. However, for the folks that know me, 100% said when I polled everybody at work, that watched the show, they literally said "Fire Nation," and I felt kind of a taken aback at this. I'm like, "Wow, you guys!" <laughs> they're like, "No, nah, you're just fiery, you know, you're uh, you." And I was like, "That's an interesting way of calling me a dick." but <laughs> I mean, there's son, something <laughs> about
2: you that makes me think you would try and conquer nations and yeah
0: it's <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's the leo in me is what everybody kept
1: saying it's the passion that's what it is yeah it's the passion of the firebender you know it's like you, there's a great speech in season two man you, you, you'll get to it but there's a great speech by iroh and it's so good so you'll get to it and we'll talk about that but you know it, it contextualizes everybody so it's a good thing so
0: we'll get there absolutely Um, you know, so like I said, those are the, those are the two that I got boiled down to no pun intended to see what I did there. Fire, water, I'm so good. Um, but, uh, (laughs) it's so late. Uh, (laughs) I really wish I had weed. Uh, but nonetheless, man. Uh, so one of my favorite things that Ty does is fun facts on your show, man. And I can't wait for your show to come back. Um, so fun facts, man. Oh. (gasps) That's not the only thing coming. Um, what fun facts do you have from Avatar from this first season, man? What do we got? What are we looking at?
2: So we got a couple. I've already listed mm-hmm. a few kind of sprinkled out throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Some of the fun facts I have still left. So uh, Michael Dante DiMartino, one of the creators, mm-hmm. left Family Guy. He worked in the animation. like He was working on Family Guy to create this show. Mm-hmm. He also... I worked with uh, Michael Kaminsko on Invader Zim. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. As far as some other fun facts, let me see. What else did I write down? Yeah. Uh, I'll try I to a... speak on through. Yeah. Uh, so I got to ask you about the Cabbage Man. What did you think about the Cabbage Man? Cabbage Guy, yeah.
0: Did you Which notice one I'm... is this one? I don't My
2: Cabbage! <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. And the earth nation. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> My cabbage. So he now originally was just supposed to be a one off, like a one joke and then done, but the writers loved it. And so they brought him back and then just the fan mm-hmm. reaction kept him going.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think so he has,
1: I've, does he have three or two appearances in season one? I think he has three. I think he has three. I think he has threes he and three. he's, in, he's in Omashu. He's yeah. in, he's in the perfume town, I think. I think so, but I'm, I'm not sure. But he's he's in several. He's got several spots, which is fun. But yeah, yeah, more to come, more to come.
2: We've already <laughs> talked about the different. Uh, martial arts styles mm-hmm. compared to the elements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Avatar is actually derived from uh, Sanskrit's word, which literally means one who descended.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, our
2: one who descends.
1: I, think, uh, I think the first time I heard the word avatar was in Gargoyles. I think that was the first time I ever heard that word. It was, uh, oh my
2: gosh, that's what yeah. I need to rewatch. You that's absolutely
1: should rewatch one. Gargoyles. Um, but yeah, I think that there was an episode in Egypt where they talked about an avatar being taken from that. So and then say, yeah, just a embodiment of God, basically. So yes, yeah. And then, good stuff.
2: I think that's all of my fun facts.
1: Let's I found
2: one more. Go ahead. I
1: have a bit of a tiny personal uh, fun fact about Brian Konietzko. Um, he actually, for his senior year, uh, came to high school here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I learned about this like way later. Um, and uh, he went to male High School, which is here, and he still meets up every now and then with some of his art buddies from there. So he like on occasion will visit Louisville and I need to find this group of friends so that I can befriend them and then get in on this little art group with Brian. I can be Hensco. one with the tribe. I can be one with the tribe. If I could just find out who these people are, it would be amazing. <clears> but, uh, he he comes to Louisville every now and then to like hang out with them and like draw stuff. And I'm like, and I, I want to, I want to be there. So It'd be great. <laughs> um, uh an, another little bit with Aaron Ahas, the head writer and Konietzko. They worked together on Mission Hill. Oh, that's, um, that's a good one. That's a good show. And they uh did they took a storyboard of an unaired episode and basically finished it as part of like a a off script for mm-hmm. everybody to kind of like go around and like read off their lines whenever they go to a convention. So there's a recording of a lost episode of uh, of uh mission hill written by aaron ahas and konietzko yeah. kind of did this little like read off with the uh with the voice That's actors fast. where they read off their lines it's a lot of fun so it's it's pretty really fun. cool it's a really good episode too i wish it got to air but it never even got to be animated it was just storyboards so it was it was cool i thought it was great but uh yeah man good stuff good stuff uh I don't know if you've heard about it. I don't know if we want to get too much into the other projects when you're only season one in, into season one, but uh, don't know if you heard about the Netflix TV show at all. Yeah, how that was. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm not going I'm looking great forward
0: to it. I, I we'll
1: we'll see how it goes. It, it's course correcting. I know that it was mm-hmm. going real bad um, because like Konietzko and uh, DiMartino left that yeah. that production. Well, Cause it was it, going they didn't bad.
2: leave because it was going bad. They left because, to them, they were trying to stay true to the spirit, while Netflix wanted to go to a darker take. Like yeah, so bad. Uh, but <laughs> so bad. <laughs> they're still credited for writing the mm-hmm. pilot.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so you literally have to write. I think it's at least a third of the script yeah. has to be your original work in order to be considered. Yeah. So it's it's very much.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, sort of I'm,
0: interested, but
2: yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I treat I'm everything like the... Waffle House. I have no expectations <laughs> of anything when I walk in there. I just try not to fight anybody.
1: Yeah, and just hope the hash browns are pretty fire that day. So you know, because they can well, be fire
0: only, and they can be bad. <laughs> the only time I've ever gotten in almost into a fight. I don't think I've ever told these stories. The only time I've almost gotten in any fight in any restaurant, they've both been Walmart or not Walmart. Excuse me. That was a Freudian slip. Mm. I've all been because subsequently that's like the waffle house of retail 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 stores, retail spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was in a waffle house in Meridian, Mississippi. I'm in a school. So that's where you go from boot camp to whatever your rate's going to be. It's a school. So they teach you your job. Mm -hmm. So I'm there and I order. I've never been. I'm always a. have always been a Denny's guy. and uh i order whatever it is you order at waffle house waffles hash browns all that shit Mm -hmm. i get them and it's fucking stone cold and i'm like what the so you know i i've always been very uh cautious especially in the restaurant industry because i knew i wanted to get in the restaurant industry one day so i go over to the or not the nurse god damn man like i said fucking Freudian (laughs) slips here i (laughs) i go over to the waiter when she comes back and i'm like hey this stuff is really cold. I'm very quiet about it. I don't want to embarrass anybody. This is mm-hmm. very cold. I was like, any chance you could just microwave this 30 seconds, whatever it is. I was very kind. I'm 19 years mm-hmm. old. You know, I'm like, I, I just I really would like hot food. And then she's like, what do you mean you want hot food? And I'm like, all right, well, I know exactly where this is going. Uh I just want what I paid for to be hot. That's all I want. And then it started to escalate a little bit. And then it got to the point where it's like, dude, just come on. I've fucking paid money for this. I've been in book. She's like, I'm so fucking tired of you sailors. And then she's doing this thing where she's bobbing her head back and forth. And I was like, well, I'm so fucking tired of you low expectation fuckers giving me cold food, man. I just want hot food. That's all. And then she starts to take off, starts to take off her earrings. And I was like, I will hurt you. Don't do that. That's don't do this. And then she was like, oh, he's serious. (laughs) So the earrings went back on. And then it was the same kind of concept with the next Waffle House. Um, You know, cold food. I asked for it to be reheated. And apparently that's like like, how Fight Club is, you don't talk about Fight Club. Waffle House, you don't talk you're... about cold food at Waffle House.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> you're confused that people think you're a firebender? Yeah.
0: <laughs> she started it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. I she, tried. She started it for sure. <laughs> well, I, tried I mean, Firewall Ozai started it. Zuko just finished it. Well, here's the thing. I've always said that I... I'm like the guy that's got the nuclear option, right? I've got my hand <laughs> above it. I'm like, "What do you want to do right now? Do you want to go? I'll take it farther than you. You want to? You want to do this? One <laughs> finger. I'm getting close. Soggy. You want me say I won't do to it? Yes.
2: <laughs> <Puck>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, my but triple she...
2: dog dare you?
0: <laughs> oh, she didn't even have to triple. She didn't even have to double. She's just... She just she could be froggy. Just jump, please. One right. time. Let me hit that nuclear. It's just hovering. I'm just getting arthritis. Just holding my hand above it. It's it's just. But nonetheless, that's why Denny's is better. I guess I still get cold food. I'm just not getting threatened to get fought by every it's like you have to have a <laughs> it's gauntlet still cold with fights. Food. <laughs> yes. The food
1: is still shit, but I'm not the glass is shattering
0: like Austin 36, waiter 316 is gonna come through. I'm gonna have to fight every mini boss mm-hmm. before I get to the rock in Austin. It's just it's <laughs> like I said, it's such a I don't want to shit on Waffle House. Don't sue me, but you guys suck. Um Dennis <laughs> is better.
1: <laughs> like like they're like it's defamation at this point. Like everybody knows
0: <laughs> everybody knows what a burger sucks. Everybody's seen that rat jump into the fryer because their food is dog shit, you know. Interesting. I don't... I've never had Whataburger,
1: but I've I've heard hey, you're that Yeah, you're not I've missing
0: anything. Yeah, you're not missing anything.
1: I had I had in and out. That was good. So
0: I liked in and out, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if we're being if we're being honest, man, uh I don't even want to do that cuz we'll go down a rabbit hole of we'll go down a big rabbit and hole. bad decisions. We don't need to do that. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh so I like doing this yeah. uh with 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 shows like this or with series like this, I usually ask this question of my guests when, whenever somebody's been on a show, man, what does it mean to you? So just some summarizing, summarizing, whatever that word might be, the synopsis, no synopsis. When I, whenever you think about Avatar, the last Airbender, the mm-hmm. first season, we'll start with you, Brandon. Whenever you think about this first season, is there one word, one phrase, one sentence, one anything that you can really encapsulate what it means to you? um
1: i would say I'm trying to think of a good word or a good phrase to encapsulate the idea that like that this type of thing can be made here for us this mm-hmm. anime style you know what i mean mm-hmm. and can get put on an american kids cartoon program a uh, network and and get over it, you know what i mean that it's actually going to like like it can we can have this now you know you know what i'm yeah. saying it's just like uh we're 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 a a, pro, a a network that is obsessed with episodic programming is now going to have this thing so i guess innovation or or uh 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 exploration what's what's a good word for like you know getting out there for like uh you know
0: i think exploration is exp- a pretty good
1: word exploration like 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 really ex- expanding 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 uh your 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 ideas and 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 mm-hmm. getting it out there and, and like really having a world build that wasn't really there before because this was during a time when nickelodeon was like it was spongebob like that's what was on it was a lot yep. of spongebob um this was after Nicktoons was kind of like it was on the down you know, we didn't have rocco anymore we didn't have angry beavers have been closed i think I think SpongeBob was the only real Nick tune that was around during this time. Fairly Odd Parents and random odd, stuff. Fairly like Odd Parents, you know, that was good. That, that those were great. Yeah. Uh, that this was sort of like a charge of that new stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, uh, yeah, second wave, yeah. second wave of things. But this, you know, this this came after this came after the you know the the network they gave us Rocket Power, and like suddenly like yeah. this thing's out there, like oh, they're, I they're taking Rocket power they're taking chances now you know like there's something new here it's not just that that uh, that type of of program anymore they're doing mm-hmm. something new it's great and i i wish i could end that on a good note but we'll get to that when we get to season three so <laughs> <laughs> like...
0: what about you ty what does this mean to you
2: i i'm gonna need two words um and i i i'm coming to these two words Having rewatched it recently versus when I first watched it, mm-hmm. watching it now, I think my two words are emotionally encompassing. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought you were saying emotional damage. I was like, yeah, these are pretty <laughs> wrecking in some senses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, emotional damage would be that. But this was one of the things where it encompassed a lot of different emotions that typical standard animation in America, at least, didn't really explore. mm
1: mm-hmm. Not for so this, this age group, up. not for oh, this age especially group. for this age group, but just yeah.
2: an American animation in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. absolutely that's two words because that's just you. You, ah, you grow to feel things that make you think because it isn't just like mm-hmm. oh I want to feel good at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Like no, yeah. some of these episodes in in travesty. Some of these mm-hmm. episodes with you like yeah. i don't know who actually won
3: yeah yeah
2: like there's there are plenty of episodes where there was emotional damage and there was episodes that made you think have i really been fighting on the right side
0: mm-hmm. yeah agreed yeah for sure yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a beautiful sentiment
1: it is it is and yeah you, you'll have you know things that like skew things that skew towards adult and things like that and like this was one of those that really yeah just took that that whole idea you know that the asian culture mm-hmm. and bringing it over here and really mm-hmm. diving into it it's like you didn't you didn't have that in a lot of in a lot of cases you know it's like yeah Especially not, not in SpongeBob. No, not on this network. Not on this <laughs> network. At this time period. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. SpongeBob had some bangers though. <laughs> it Oh, love SpongeBob. Don't don't get me wrong.
0: Love SpongeBob,
1: but it's you know, it's not it's not an emotionally deep show.
0: <laughs> in no. That stretch. No, it's a silly show for sure. Yeah, it's great. Uh, these aren't my words. These are from the uh, the great Chris Battle, uh, character designer for. Damn near everything, man. He's uh, people hate on it, but Teen Titans Go. He did a lot of that. You know, he worked on uh, Jack, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter. You know, real OG when it comes to character design. I had reached out to him uh, a couple years ago. I'd had him on the show already, and you know, we had struck up a friendship through through social media. So whenever I had a question, I'd ask them. And I had just gotten finished watching the first season of Invincible. I'm hoping season two comes. I want to see it so bad. Oh, I'm, so I'm hoping it's dropping Late soon. Late 2023,
1: they have said. So Thank God,
0: man. I've, what, a, what a series. And then what an ending to that first season. I'm just like, wow. Like I said, I just can't wait. But mm-hmm. I had asked them. I was like, I can't remember how we get to it. But it essentially, was like, how do we get to this point where... You know that train sequence when I saw that episode for the first time it makes me sound like a serial killer I went back and watched that just at least once or twice a day it's during covid and stuff and I'm just sitting here I'm like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen and this is the coolest thing the saddest thing the most depressing thing but the most honest thing I've ever seen as far as like in the series goes I was like this is so deep. This guy is literally, if Superman was bad, this is what Omni Man is, right, man. So I asked him a question along that line, like, how do you get to this point where it's just like this this adult animated show is just pure perfection, in my opinion. It's one of the best shows I've seen over the last few years. And then he said this, and this is why I, I gave you that long-winded story. Avatar could Avatar walked so Invincible can run. If mm. there was no Avatar, there is no groundwork for this in American animation, right? Mm. If we yeah. don't have Avatar, and that should have been my first my first hint, my first nudge to go watch this series. Yeah, when he said that, I was just blown away because one, I had never seen it, so it didn't really make sense to me. And like yeah. I said, it was just something I filed away two, three years ago. Now seeing this and seeing what's come after Avatar. I'm blown away because if you don't have this show, I'm really curious to see if you get shows. While they might not be to the level of writing in some people's eyes, you don't get Mm -hmm. shows like Adventure Time. You don't get shows like Regular Show. You don't get this next wave of progression in animation. You don't get somebody going, holy shit, that show struck me at such an important and crucial time. Mm -hmm. Watch what I do now right this show you go back and you look at it and this is obviously me projecting because i've only seen this series or i've only seen this this season one time but looking at it through your eyes ty and your eyes brandon and then his eyes chris and then everybody else that i've asked because i put up a little post especially on reddit reddit i got so many thoughtful um interactions with people that i really appreciated i was like what does this mean to you and just getting to read so many people's mindsets or their opinions or how they looked at the show how they looked at the characters how they how they blended with these characters or why they hated or liked these characters and then getting to watch it and experience some of those same aspects of everybody else it's a collective i don't want to say it's a group thing in a bad way but it's a collective consciousness that we're watching the show and it's at the end of the day man it's fucking beautiful and what chris said was was true this one walked so everything else could run Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's really any better way for, in my opinion, to kind of, you know, like I said, summarize this first season. Mm-hmm. I'm hooked. I, I I can't wait to see what happens in season two. I'm told, you know, by multiple people, it really, it's really as soon as it's like this last season of My Hero. You think it's going to be slow build. No, they just shoot you right out of the cannon as mm-hmm. soon as it starts. I, I keep hearing that. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, but Before yeah. we get out of here, obviously, guys, uh, you guys are listening and watching. These two guys have my favorite animation podcast and they have my favorite. I don't know if it's Drunken Rewatch because I don't drink, but they have my favorite Nickelodeon podcast. You guys are you are my favorite podcast to listen to, Ty, because I love the the uh, the, the the what is it called? I don't want to say fuck. I can't think of these words, man. I swear. Not banter is no, not the right word. The chemistry. That's the word I was looking for. That uh, S.A.T. word uh, chemistry. Mm-hmm. You and Sean's chemistry is so fucking good. And I love the show because you guys make me laugh so hard. I mean, it, it's, it's so much more than just a Nick Nickelodeon show. It's so much more than a drunken rewatch show. It's just it's like it, you get to peek behind like what your friendship is. And with Brandon, I've told you before, man, I wish I could have your brain on animation because you pick out so many nuance when it comes to details. Like I go back and I listen to you guys' shows and I'm fucking blown away. And it is like, why didn't I think of it that way? You guys make me think when I listen to you break down an episode. You guys are both so thoughtful. I really enjoy what you do. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check out these guys' shows. Brandon, where can they find your show? When do you drop episodes if you've got a certain day? Let everybody know.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm Brandon Jones. You can check out Animation Destination Podcast at uh, animationdestination.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Um, and you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Animation Destination. I drop episodes uh, on Thursdays, mo- mostly on every Thursday. Uh, sometimes it's biweekly, but I will typically have it out on every Thursday. So it's a weekly show. Um, and a PG. So kids can listen if you want. <laughs> Ty, right, what if about you? you
2: So uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at Whiskey Lodeon or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, We had a hiatus. Life had happened, but we are coming back. So um, by the time this drops, we might have dropped an episode.
0: It's coming hard is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, because basically we're we're about to have a baby. By the time this episode drops, Mm -hmm. I should have a baby, a new one a baby girl, and and mm. my life will be over. But <laughs> I want you guys to have some fun. So we'll have some episodes out, um, and then we'll come back and finish our season three. But we're going to be covering some shows such as Wienerville and, and Count Ducula. We are covering Hey Dude. Uh, oh. We're, we're going to cover a, a lot of just the classic golden 90s, 80s shows and it's gonna be a lot of fun it is not kid-friendly so if you have kids <laughs> fuck them <laughs> i mean don't don't fuck them but like, don't don't don't
1: fuck them. don't do that but like, but you know
0: <laughs> put him yeah. to bed and then pop on uh pop on whiskey lodeon man Absolutely uh like yes. i said like i said gentlemen it's always a blast when we do this i can't wait uh to have part two on we got to get sean out of uh Out of, uh, we got to get him out of the closet, man. That sounded really Mm -hmm. bad. We got to get him from wherever he's hiding from right now. Sean's in hiding. He's in witness protection program. Not really. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just miss seeing angry Sean. We got to get him on here for season two if he's up for it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, go back and listen to both of these, these gentlemen's podcasts because they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I run a podcast, and I like you guys' podcast a lot more than I like mine. Because like I said, I feel like I'm a part of the conversation with oh, both you. I feel like I'm in the room with you guys. And like I said, any chance I get at least 15% powered up angry Sean, <laughs> my day is complete, man. So we need more angry Sean. Oh <laughs> yeah. But he's been Brandon. That's been Ty. I'm, I'm really hoping Larry's got this thing where he moves the things around, right? So I'm going to be pointing to the wrong way and saying the names. But nonetheless, man, he's Brandon. He's Ty. I'm Julian. It's been a What's My Head podcast. This has been a What's in My Head podcast. And this has been another piece of your childhood. Good
3: night.